Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Hey, it's Elton Howard Jr. And we are sitting here, three guys on. We're back after our, uh, <laughs> our, our, our crash at the end uh, to uh, Monday's podcast, Freeloaders. Y'all don't know nothing about that. And yeah, the Freeloaders, you missed two hours of fire and the crash at the end. My computer crashed. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, Andy's computer crashed because, you know, he, he got a Microsoft, he got a PC. And See, then. This, well, what this happened? Is, this is the thing about Elton. Elton's always going to come in and she's and just, she's like, I, I, I got, I got to tell you, hey, yeah, yeah, and Andy's computer crashed because he's got, he's got that bullshit computer. He's always got to do that, man. You can't just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, that. we can, if you want, we can revisit Monday's episode and pull up your old house back when you had a five bedroom house and a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking, of, speaking of crash. And a Mitsubishi what? Evo. That was my that was that, that was my fault. That was the that was the economy's fault. That didn't have nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. It was the economy's fault. Crashes. That was the economy's fault. Yeah, what happened was since I'm the host of the Zoom meetings, my computer crashed. I, I don't know. First Zoom just froze. I thought my internet froze. And then the whole computer just froze. I couldn't move the mouse around or anything. And so then I guess it by default made Elton the host. And then you guys closed out because we were about done with the episode. We were about to wrap it up anyway. You guys closed out the episode. Right. And then I rebooted my computer in the meantime. And when I got back on, I went into the Zoom meeting because it was still technically open because somehow another person was now in charge. There was somebody (laughs) else listed as the host who was the only person in there. <laughs> I'm clicking. I'm like, how come I can't end? I can't. It just says leave meeting. It doesn't say end meeting, which is what the host gets the, the right. ability to do. So I was like, why does it? Why is that guy the host? It says host by his name. <laughs> just, and then so I, went, I got out of there. I went into our Zoom account, and it, you can end the meeting from inside the account, which is what I did. <clears throat> so I don't know if Elton, if you left someone in charge, or if, because you left, because someone else was then just handed the baton, yes. like yes. being the host. Yeah, but I, I and I, I'll let you know. I was able to actually stop the streaming on YouTube, so I did that before I left the meeting. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you earned your keep, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, but I, I was literally because I have my desktop here. I'm, I'm on Zoom on my laptop mm-hmm. to record the podcast. My desktop is right here, and I have our YouTube stream going. 
because I want to make sure it's working basically, you know? So I was watching you guys end the podcast <laughs> while I was waiting for my computer to reboot. And then because, well, my computer rebooted, but there's like a 30 second delay between what's happening live. So you guys were ending the podcast. It turns out it was already over. So when I jumped back in the Zoom room, everybody was already gone. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then we've had Zoom for several months now. Right. And this is, and that's the first time we've had a crash. First one, yeah. Yeah. And I think it might have just been something with my computer and not with Zoom. Who knows? Yeah, yeah probably was a computer problem. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, so, you know, it's um, it's bound to happen eventually. Tomorrow's my birthday. <gasps> I just realized Happy the date. Birthdays you don't celebrate. How old are you now, 49? I'll be 46, 46. Oh, young a matter of hour. Tomorrow meaning Sunday, the September 6th, because this episode is the Thursday episode. September but, um... 6th. Yeah, my birthday's always around Labor Day. It's always around that weekend. Yeah, my stepdad's birthday was a third. What y'all gonna do? For the birthday? I don't know. We got nothing really. I mean, it's not much to do right now anyway. <clears throat> go Try to go to a beach maybe? We haven't really thought of... I mean, we go to the beach from time to time. We haven't really thought about it this year. Normally we go earlier, like May. Yeah. Like around Memorial Day, so... Once that passed, because everything was shut down back then, yeah. once that passed, we were like, we had to kind of put that out of our heads about going to the beach. We're thinking about doing a one day, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, there's a, there's a few weeks left of... Maybe on Monday, we'll do a one day. Yeah, like good enough weather. So Monday's a holiday. Yeah. Labor Day. Um, yeah, I don't know. We hadn't. It's kind of snuck up on me, the, the birthday thing. I don't know. But... Um, yeah. It's a, a lot of stuff going on, so you it's, it's, that's that's how it works. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's on a Sunday. You know, I just wasn't even thinking about it until a few days ago. I was like, oh, that's right, birthday time. Birthday. I'm gonna get so many Facebook happy birthdays this year. <laughs> you, I block that shit. I hate that. I always hate that. All these people I don't even know. Happy birthday! You don't know me. <laughs> I, uh, I I read somewhere, I think this is true. I read that September is the most popular month for birthdays. Which means people are fucking around December, January a lot. Yeah, right. And kids are being conceived. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. It's wintertime, yeah. Wintertime, holidays. Right. That makes sense. That's perfect. I, 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 maybe it's, because it's confirmation bias because I tend to pay more attention to September birthdays, but I feel like I know a ton of people with September birthdays. I feel like it's yeah. more than anything else. But I yeah, I think, I, I guess it's true. September has the most birthdays. Most kids are born. Maybe there's like a, I guess if we talk to someone who works at a hospital, they'll tell us like, oh, that's like the rush, man. September. That's the busy season for babies. Oh, it's wintertime. Everybody fucking. But that means a lot of uh, Christmas fucking, a lot, a lot New a lot Year's fucking. Yeah, a lot of birthdays getting. Is it the holidays or is it just because it's cold and there's nothing to do? Well, I don't probably, know. I don't know if. Uh, probably because it's cold. Probably a combination. It's probably all of the above. Because mm-hmm. you got all the holidays back to back. You got Christmas and then New Year's. A lot of yeah. Hanukkah fucking. A lot of Hanukkah. Uh, well, that's that's twelve nights. Yeah, that's twelve. That's <laughs> twelve times to conceive a baby. Twelve nights mm. of fucking. Yeah, Kwanzaa sex, uh, MLK day. Everyone fucks. Everyone fucks on those days. 
There's going to be a lot of COVID. A lot of COVID baby born. I imagine too, since it's that dead period after the holidays, that first week of January, second week of January, that's probably where it's really happening. You know, where it's like, we got nothing to do. What do you want to do? Oh, no. And then people just start fucking. <laughs> Babies get. Hello. I don't know. I'm bored, man. It's holidays are over. I'm broke. Spent all this money. Yeah, she got, man, she got that whap. Yeah, I, I think I, I guess I looked it up once. I think around the time I was being conceived. Oh, God. Really. <laughs> was around the time of Ali Foreman. Really? So maybe there was some celebration going on. It was, oh, your, father's a, your father's a boxing fan? I don't think so. Actually, it wasn't Ali Foreman. It was um, it was a thriller in the middle. It was some boxing fight. So Ali uh, Frazier. You were born in 74? Ali Foreman was October 30th, 74. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that fight. It was some other fight or some other big event because the fights were in October. Um, there was some big event like around the beginning of 74 when I was born. And I was like, oh, what if they just fucking... <laughs> they were excited about that event. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Yay. soccer match or whatever it was. But Goal! Yeah, Ali, Ali, Foreman, Ali Foreman was October of 74, so they were training he around the time I was, out. I was born. Bit. I mean, I guess that's the same thing. Is my parents had to be having sex in January because my birthday's in October. So... It's January of what year, though? January of 1971. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can find what was going on. What albums came out? Was it like the did the ultimate fuck album come out that year? I looked that up one time. I forgot. <laughs> January 1970. Oh, you got to think. Hopefully, my mother don't hear this. She was only 15. <laughs> <laughs> on Wikipedia, yeah. Hopefully, she was. on Wikipedia. There's you can go put in a month and a year. It'll tell you every day what happened. Every day that's tagged. January 1st, 71. This could be it, Elton. The last cigarette advertisement on television or radio was broadcast in the United States. Is that, is that why? <laughs> that might be. My, my father's a smoker. So it's possible. He was like, man, it's got a it's end of an era, right? End of an era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, they, and then they hook up. My dad was 19. I just, oh, I'm talking too much. Anyway. <laughs> Your dad was 19? Yeah, because he'll be 70. He'll be 70 this year. January 5th, 1971, the only known instance of the Harlem Globetrotters being defeated by the designated losers in their exhibition performances. So maybe it was like a a sad fuck, you know? <laughs> let, me, let me make you feel better. Like your mother was a huge <laughs> Globetrotters fan. And at that age, she might have been. Andy, email uh, Rod the link. Oh, for the... Okay, hold on. Yeah, let's see you want to jump in with us. This is. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna look at look through '74 to find out, <laughs> or late '73 even for in my case because it could have been late '73. I'm born in early September. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, January 12th, '71. All in the Family premiered. Everyone fucked that night. That night, everybody was happy. Yeah. <laughs> How about all in my girls? Those were the days, man. Her singing voice got me hard as Chinese arithmetic. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's start our own All in the Family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, uh, Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Carter was inaugurated as governor of Georgia. Would that have made your parents fuck? Well, no, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> Jimmy Carter at age 46, the age I am almost. 
Wow. Became the governor of Florida, of Georgia, I mean. That is crazy. Um, you know, and, and I'm assuming that there's an occasion for our parents to have had sex. Maybe they were just fucking for no reason. That's the best kind of fucking. Yeah, that's the best kind of fucking. It wasn't a snowstorm or a, yeah. the right song came on the radio. It was just, yeah, you just, know. What else we got? Just What else we got to do? Look like you got some WAP. Let's do this. That's all. <laughs> right. Early 70s WAP. January 17th, 1971, the Baltimore Colts defeated the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl V in Miami. That could have been the night, Elton. Could have been. My my father's definitely a big sports fan. He and you, but he likes boxing, and he he loves boxing. He's he's an avid golfer. Okay. Uh, so he wasn't a Baltimore Colts fan. Nah, probably. Well, at the time, you know, I was in it was in Tenet, Memphis, so they don't, we don't have no football team there. So yeah, I doubt it. He's not. He's not a huge football fan. This is interesting. This is not necessarily a, an occasion for people to have sex, but January 24th, 1971, minutes after the end of the first AFC-NFC Pro Bowl game. It's my birthday. I was two. Was I for two? NFL, was check out what happened that day. The first Pro Bowl game yeah, was for two. NFL All-Stars. Minutes after the game ended, Oakland Raiders receiver Warren Wells was met by Los Angeles Police Department officers in the L.A. Coliseum locker room and placed under arrest. Wells on probation after a 1969 conviction for aggravated assault was picked up after violating the terms by drinking in a bar during the 1970 NFL season. Jesus. The wow. arrest ended his football career. Oh, wow. Just for having an arrest? In the locker room. They were waiting for him. Having a drink? He comes in like, good game, guys. Good game. It feels so good to be an all-pro in the very first NFL all-pro a uh, game, and then was the he, cops are like, uh, "Turn around, please." Was he black? And then Elton's parents hooked up. <laughs> was he black? That just sounds a that sounds to go a long way to get somebody for doing little little to nothing. Yeah, he he was drinking in a bar in 1970, and then in early 71, they they popped him for that because that was against his probation from 69. Jeez. Damn. I mean, yeah, he got arrested once. I mean, shit. How many? Today, players get arrested multiple times, and they and they actually get bailed out and play the game the next day. <laughs> right, that's a different era back then. Yeah, way different. So yeah, we uh, we one of these nights, we know it was one of these days. One, it had to be. Had to. Be. It could have been the day Coco Chanel died at eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> January tenth. <10th. laughs> your dad was a your dad was a a Loren guy. I'm a house Loren guy, so fuck that bitch. She's dead. January 11th, 1971, Mary J. Blige was born. Maybe they were celebrating her birth. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Mary J., huh? Yeah, so... Uh, I didn't know that you could do that on Wikipedia. You could just put in a month and a year, and it would just come back with every time that's tagged, basically, in a post and tell you what's going on. Right. Maybe. There he is. There he is. What's up, Rob? What's up, y'all? What's up, man? What's up, baby? How y'all looking doing? Looking good, looking good. Thanks, man. Beard looks freshly trimmed up a little bit. A little bit uh, of gray in I it. just moisturized it a little bit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Got a moisturizer situation these days. I haven't been moisturizing. I haven't been going anywhere. I only moisturize mine when I'm going out, you know? I try to make it a daily routine. You know, I, uh, yeah. 
shaved it down for the mask. And then I was like, well, since I shaved it down, I might as well start, you know, start the routine over. So, you know, I yeah. actually, actually appreciate it now. You know, I'm able to get a little, comb, get the little thin comb through it now. Yeah, well, you got that, you got that professor of African-American studies, Gray, going, you know. Nah, this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, because <laughs> uh, I don't quite got that, you know. I don't know. I don't know what you could label mine. Elton's kind of, you know, Elton's got that I move refrigerators type beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yeah. I do work <laughs> beard. <laughs> I don't know what you could label mine. You know. <laughs> um, last week, by the way, we got a a comment on a on the YouTube stream. It said Rod dressed like Music Soul Child, looking like his that. mind going half crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it was the scarf that pushed it over the top. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get into my uh, white woman of color uh, pumpkin spice fall motif. Yeah, it's not quite time yet. You know, they got uh, pumpkin pie Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> I do want to make a slight. Just a slight dis- disclaimer here. I'm for pumpkin spice, not necessarily pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm into pumpkin spice, Kit Kats, pumpkin spice, Twinkies, things of those nature. But, you know, sometimes people send me stuff that's just like regular pumpkin pie. And I mean, not, I'm not against pumpkin pie, but it's yeah. not the same. Yeah, we have talked extensively about that. Elton, I don't know what you do. Uh, we do pumpkin pies around this house. Uh, I'm not against sweet potato pie. I mean... They're both sweet. I think it's more of a nostalgia thing at this point for me. Mm. Pumpkin pie, uh, whipped cream. Mm. I don't. I'll do sweet potato pie if it's there. I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean more towards pumpkin pie though. Around that November time, it seems like November is pumpkin pie month. Yeah. You know, any other time. When was the last time you sat down in June and said, "You know what I want? Slice of pumpkin pie." That don't happen. Right. <laughs> For Fourth of July, you ain't doing that. <laughs> you know, it's a very date specific food. I think a lot of foods are like that, like pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. You know, pumpkin pie spice coffee. Yeah, it's a seasonal thing. Yeah, like I see eggnog at the liquor store, and I like eggnog with yeah. bourbon in it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. buying that shit if unless it's Christmas. Yeah, well, I just I can't do it, man. Just sitting around the house in, in April drinking eggnog. <laughs> Well, no, I, unless it's almond milk eggnog, I can't get I can't get with the regular eggnog. So the whole the whole space time continuum gets thrown off. I do some shit like that. <laughs> so what's been going on with you, man? Talking to Rod now. Nothing really, man. You know, just working. Um, that's it, man. We about we supposed to be. Uh, I guess I can kind of hint around it, but we're supposed to be. Uh, at a podcast festival that NPR is doing in Charlotte. Um, it's going to be virtual now. It was, mm-hmm. it's going to be in person uh, when they first came up with this last, like, you know, earlier this year. But uh, so, you know, getting, looking forward to that in October. A um, couple other irons in the fire for, for the show. That's about it. Right, right, right. Well, that's, I mean, it seemed like doing a podcast with a podcast just kind of makes it that much better. You know what I mean? Doing it virtually. Just seems like now nah, we really we keeping it real around these parts. We're gonna do a podcast on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's what the fuck we doing. <laughs> so, so we doing around these parts. I'm trying to keep up with Serena. I've thought about after the pandemic ends right in now. in 2026. <laughs> um, what's are we gonna go back to 3GO in person? I don't know. I don't think I don't know if we need to. 
I, I, the I, chat room ain't gonna let us. They love yeah. it. <laughs> so that's true. Rod can testify to that. They they love it. So I don't I don't know. I mean, there's certain I'm things. There's like not, dynamics that we miss in person. There's definitely there some are, things yeah. that aren't the same, but there are also plus. There's a lot in the pro column, right? To doing it over Zoom, right? Not just uh, interacting with listeners, but also the day is a lot shorter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not a lot of driving now. <clears throat> you know, we've made it work. So we've all figured out ways to make it work. I, Rod, I feel like you guys probably had a kind of podcasters that we know mm-hmm. you Lambert, um jl you guys kind of had it easier because you were already contained uh, contained units you know what i mean so it didn't really change that much for you you already were doing damn near zoom calls so you were yeah. just doing over skype yeah like we i mean at this point we've been in the game 10 years and uh from uh i want to say year one a big thing for us was like how are we going to get people virtually on the microphone with us. So, right. you know, we started from, you know, literally putting people on speakerphone to uh, Skype, uh, phone calls, um, Zoom, several different platforms up to Crowdcast now. And uh, yeah, so it's always been kind of key to us. So this kind of, this pandemic thing kind of fell into our laps because it's like, oh yeah, if anything, it's made it a lot easier for us because now finally, Everybody's y'all, doing y'all it. know how to do it. Like yeah, everybody, you know what I'm saying? It. Like yeah. now it's like, hey yo, we want to get you an Andy on. It's not as much of a like, yeah. All right, we got a troubleshoot Randolph for about yep. The- yep. <laughs> yep. Like now it's just y'all show up, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I do this every week. So I I love that everyone else is doing it. I hate how it happened, but uh it's made our job easier. Yeah, everybody's doing it now. Yeah, but I was gonna tell you, Alton, I guess between podcasts, you could, I mean you still could right now. You could, if you have the USB cable, you could hook your Zoom H5 to your laptop and be on a microphone. Oh, I do, but yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I have to figure it out. I won't do that right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do it another time. Okay, I'll, I'll talk you through it. Yeah, yeah. Help me. <laughs> like we had JL yeah. on a couple of weeks ago, and JL just popped up on screen already holding a mic, like he was already, you know, oh. was already wired for it, you know. Right. Oh, okay. That's cool. Right. Well, they say everybody's on it. Didn't anybody watch JL on Conan? He it got canceled. He tweeted oh, he was okay. on Conan that night. He see he called it. See, he jinxed himself. He called it earlier in the day by Twitter. He said, I'm supposed to be on Conan tonight, but there's like X amount of hours between then and now. So the way my career is, something's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. He said it got canceled. I mean he might have just gotten bumped. I maybe there's a rescheduled date. I don't know. But um but those shows bump people all the time, all especially the time. comics. Yeah. They get bumped all, all the time. time. I didn't know what he was going to do. If he was going to do panel, or if he was going to do, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was a. I think Mitch Hedberg was on Letterman once. I think it was Bruce Springsteen was the guest, and he was the guest. He was the musical guest and the panel guest. Like he was just. It was him the whole show. Right, and I think I think it was Springsteen, but Hedberg comes out and he goes, uh, "If Bruce Springsteen could do comedy, I wouldn't be here." Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the whole show. <clears throat> but there's so many comics get bumped off talk shows. Yeah, yeah, that's how I think that's you know, how JL ended up getting on all of a sudden. Well, it's, it's usually not a conspiracy against you. So yeah, well, this is JL's. This is JL, so it is a conspiracy. What do you think of Herb Street crying, man? Um, 
I mean, uh, welcome to the cookout. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Like you see, shed them white man tears over that shit, bro. That's that's powerful, man. We need, you know, people talk about white woman tears, but white man tears are, have to be the most powerful tears <laughs> of all the tears, you know. Yeah, that's- everything for me is like. Um- Welcome to the cookout. And then there, another one to me is like uh, Bruce Willis. Welcome to the party, pal. That's the other one. Everything is Bruce Willis leaning out that window. Welcome to the party, pal. We had a uh, telling Corey, you. Yeah, Corey Glover and uh, uh, Corey and Vernon from yeah, Living Color on the show. And uh, that's what Corey kept saying. Welcome to the party, pal. Like, <laughs> it was like all this shit with George Floyd, all this shit. Like, this is how black people live every fucking every day. Fucking so, day. I guess, yeah. you know, white people waking up like, oh, shit, they, they, they're they killing these niggas like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying on, uh, what you got there, man? Otaka, thank you so much. That's what I was saying on, um, on, uh, the podcast on Monday's podcast was, you know, I didn't even know this was happening. I'm like, are you not paying attention to literally all of the art we produce? All of it. <laughs> You're not paying attention to any of it. <laughs> the music you ride around in your car, listen to none of it. You're not paying attention to any of it. Just, I, 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 I. you ain't paying attention to none of it. Okay, man. He's listening to Hooting the Blowfish. <laughs> I want to say even he's kind of saying about it at some point. He probably has. <laughs> You would think that he has. You know. Uh, they have that song, Let Her Cry. It's about white woman tears. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, him saying that in the locker room, all that goes away. I'm like, no, it does not. <laughs> it doesn't go away in the locker room. It just does for you. Yeah, you know. I think it would. And then the announcer, of, of course. Well, you know, this guys guys meeting with police and going on right ride alongs. what I say? They don't show you the truth, man. That's where we kill them, right over there. That's where we we choke the life out of them, right there. That's where we do it, right over there. Welcome to the welcome to the fake party, pal. Yeah, not telling you the truth. You don't see you don't see the officer say, "Hold on, lock the doors. I'm gonna go over and choke this nigga out." Hold on. Yeah, (laughs) y'all ever see? uh, I mean, y'all ever heard of this podcast? It's called um, uh, I think it's called Running from the Cops. No, no, Running from Cops. It's great. Um. It's only like six or eight episodes or something like that. But it's basically a breakdown of the TV show Cops. Okay. And how it's filmed, the legal loopholes that exist, the way it affects the people who've been on Cops, the way that uh, people end up um, like uh, ruining people's lives and shit. And um, then it goes into live PD and the spinoff type shows that got even bigger than Cops and how... Uh, I didn't even know, man. Live PD is like one of the most, or was one of the most watched shows in America. Like number one, I had no fucking idea because they basically said, if you in America, you probably exist in one bubble of you don't even know this fucking show exists. There's a whole nother bubble of people that like they watch this shit like sports, like from Friday night to Sunday, like just live police fucking people Mm up. Somebody was saying that Live PD is like the Red Zone channel. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is for cops. Yeah, they they go into that. They go into like the the people that get paid to to make it. Um, the people who uh, first came up with cops and and the formulas they had, and they break down statistically like how much do you see black people on there? What do you see black people doing? 
you know, the way they treat different people, all that shit, man. It's, it's, it's a great breakdown. Like, a, 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 if you don't think those shows are just copaganda and have a real impact, but like, check that, check that out. Running from cops. Yeah, yeah I did. I have read uh, some things about the, the propaganda aspect of television and, and police officers all the way back from past back to dragnet, you know, and the, uh, the Andy Griffith show and all the, how all that was propaganda, pushing the, pushing the narrative of the good cop forward. You know, it kind of makes me feel kind of funky about watching shit like law and order, special victims unit and stuff like that. It makes me feel funky watching that now. Like yeah. I'm sitting here watching this propaganda, man. Because that's what it is. True. I mean, I still enjoy a good episode of Andy Griffith, though. Yeah, but it's it's a propaganda based thing of like, well, this is what, no black people live in Mayberry, so <laughs> <laughs> it was Mayberry, North Carolina. So no, yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, how these propagandas are pushed, how cops was a big part of pushing that propaganda. And I've never, I'm the one in the bubble who never watched the other show, you know. But I never really watched cops that much. Right in, I, in the beginning. Yeah, I did in the beginning for sure because it used to be uh, a thing. That and uh, America's Most Wanted, which they also break down. Um, those mm-hmm. used to be such. They were. Uh, it was like almost how Martin was like. Right. Thursday night, you know, and then people would come to school the next day, and we would talk about what the fuck someone did on cops. Like, oh, you right. see the one that got he got so drunk and da da da. And of course, you know, I went to mostly black people in my neighborhood in school, so we was on there like. Hey man, they let that white dude go. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> How the hell they do that? He said he was drunk. He had weed in the car. <laughs> a woman had a black eye and they let him go. Yeah. He had a gun and a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, now we're now we're dealing with the effects of this propaganda now. But it's not just it's all across, it's every it's every avenue of entertainment. That's when Kirk Herbshu says. I don't know. I never knew that this was happening or stuff like that. I'm like, but you bought the other propaganda that you were sold. You didn't buy the actual factual stuff we were selling you, but you bought the propaganda that was sold to you. You bought the beer. (laughs) And he he drank it. Yeah. I used to watch the, I used to watch the first 48 on a pretty regular basis. And uh, watch that. That is bad. I, I wasn't about fetishizing the cop. I just like the the, the solving the mystery of it kind of thing. It was just about like the nuts and bolts of how they go about that. And a lot of it was like just human interest on the cops themselves. It wasn't about necessarily showing them. It was sometimes they were lying to people to get them to confess shit. But that show had a, a death filmed on that show mm-hmm. because the cameras were with a a bunch of cops on like a no knock kind of raid and like they kick a door open and like, like I think a child was killed and the first 48, I think changed how they produce shows after that, or maybe even they stopped. I don't even know. I had stopped watching by that point, but thought was the cops were performing for the camera. You know, they knew the camera was on them because we all know the cops act different when the cameras are on them in terms of like not planting drugs on someone or whatever, but Patton used to do a good joke about that. Yeah. But also the other thing, they, they go the other way where they get extra macho, you know, like, yeah, we're going to kick this fucking door down and run in here and throw flashbangs everywhere. And that kid yeah. dies, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, that was another thing too, man. Like, Oh God, this fucking, I was turning to an ad for this, for this fucking uh, podcast, but there's a, there's an episode where they take like the cops don't, um, 
they didn't say that they had like, you know, they edit the footage down, but it's hard to find the raw footage, right? So they got some, a hold of the raw footage of one of the arrests and then compared it to what they cut to put it on the TV. Yeah. And like they arrested this dude on some bullshit. Like they knew it wasn't drugs in his car. Um, they knew they weren't doing anything suspicious. It's like him and his girlfriend hanging out at a park, talking. They just pull up on the guy like, you know, uh, we're looking at it. So on the show, it looks like the cop just goes in there, looks underneath the floor mat and finds some drugs or drug like substance. Test it. It comes up positive, And then the guy gets arrested. Right. Um, in the show. I mean, outside of the show, the raw footage, that shit took like 30 minutes. Uh, the cop couldn't find shit several times. He looked in the car. Um, by the time he looked for something, he found like some uh, dirt or some cigarette ash and was like, we'll test it. He tested shit like three or four times on these pro, uh, notoriously error-prone tests. Right. It doesn't get a positive test until like the third or fourth time. And then uh, and then that's when they proceed to arrest. And, then he, and they add all this talking in where he's like, uh, he's looking kind of nervous. You know, I feel like something's <laughs> up with the guy. And then when you see the, the raw footage and you see they talk for 20 minutes. The guy is not stuttering at all. There's no nervousness. Like, all this shit is just copaganda, man. It's it's like really uh, it's really telling, like, what makes it to the TV and what we right. what yeah. we see. Did they do the thing afterwards and they said later on all charges were dropped? Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he did get um, all his charges dropped. But it just... Yeah. It fucked him up because, like, his mom saw the shit. His job fired him. Oh, um, you know, wow. some of these people go viral because the shit is funny. So, so you know, like, to us, it's a joke, right? Like, oh, remember the dude that got caught with weed in a pizza box or some shit? But then it's like, dog, that, like, one, that, that shit was set up. It wasn't true. But then, two, I don't got a job. Everyone in my fucking community thinks I'm a drug addict now and all this weird shit. So, it, like, there were people on Live PD in this one town in, like, Denver or Colorado somewhere. They basically stalked these people, mm-hmm. like, from place to place. So, like, if Randolph, they, they've had a, like, they know he got a DUI once and he hangs out at my house, they show up at my house, like, Oh, and now and now I'm on the list of people that they're like, well, what about now that we got Randolph here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Rod? Right, man. This shit is. Who the fuck is this white dude, Andy? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's all so they can get this shit on TV, man. They and uh, they pressure you into being on TV. They lie to you and shit. Like they'll be like, uh, well, you know, uh, we found that people that cooperate and. Uh, Sign the release forms. Uh, yeah, you know, I always wondered about that. Like, yeah, you know, it kind of it, it'll go in your favor. You know, a lot of times it'll be a lot more lenient and let it go. Shit. And so, motherfuckers will sign them forms, not realizing whether you get let go or not, because you know, a lot of times the case is a whack case anyway. Even if you get let go, they putting the shit on TV and they right. edit it. So yeah, you right. might as well be guilty. Like it's like, like you essentially socially guilty now. And uh they did that to this one brother, man. He he was good. He fought the fight, boy. He was like, Man, nah, he, why y'all signing? No, I'm I'm recording the conversation now. I'm I put out his phone <laughs> and like they went back and forth and they ended up getting him to sign a release form by paying him like fifty dollars. And $50. on the yes, and on the show, because unbeknownst to him, he couldn't know. The cop was like doing this uh, narration where he's like, yeah, you know, he's a local gang member. He's got a lot of gang affiliations. And dude's was like, I've never been a gang in my fucking life. <laughs> so now I'm on TV. I signed a release form, but I'm on TV as a gang member. I, I Like, I don't bang. I'm just a guy. So <laughs> that's, that's a fucking 
amazing. And also, stuff. it promotes because there's these narratives that like cops are trained to detect lies. They're they're like expert <laughs> lie detectors. So then when the cops are like, he appears to be nervous. I saw him shuffling his feet. And I sense some deception, which is just bullshit that the cop right. is saying. Yeah. Well, that we all internalize that. And then when any case goes to court, the cop gets on the stand. And when the cop says, it appeared as though he was. Uh, and so we all sort of have this idea that cops have this some sort of high level lie detection training. Right. And then even outside of TV shows, we let them get away with pretending they know what people are thinking and what's going on in their heads. And, and then people get convicted off that shit. A cop goes and gives testimony. He's like, well, that. As an officer, I'm trained to be able to read people's minds, and I read his mind, and turns out he did it. You know? <laughs> the police, the police mind readers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, it was hard for me to watch the first 48 because I would always root for the black people that were being that did the crime. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like it's not like they show people like because normally first 48 is I mean it's kind of a self selecting uh, issue because you're picking crimes you normally solve in the first 48 hours, which means it's not very smart criminals, you know? Right. Uh, So normally they (laughs) did the shit and it's not like a mystery. Um, And so like, I would find myself like some of these motherfuckers was murderers and shit. And I'd be like, no, don't talk to the motherfuckers. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm rooting for, I'm like, lawyer up. They never lawyer lawyer up. up. (laughs) Never. They they can't because they poor people. They never lawyer up. And like the cops lie to them. Yeah. No, because they're allowed to lie to you to a certain yep. extent. So they can be like. Not, in, not a certain extent. They're allowed to lie. <laughs> Just yeah, lie. Yeah, flat out lie. Yeah. In no certain extent. It's like, like, they to flat out lie. like they can't say shit like uh, you don't have the right to a lawyer or. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like they're not supposed to. I mean, I'm sure they do, but right. they're not supposed <laughs> to violate your like Miranda your civil, rights. Your civil rights. But, still, but they can lie. Like they can, they can be in yeah. there like, listen, now Randolph, uh, you're gonna go to jail. You're looking at life in prison if, at minimum. And Andy's in there singing like a fucking bird. Right? <laughs> like Andy could be in there being quiet. Like I'm not telling shit. Now I'm not no snitching. Yeah, I'm in there with my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're like, Andy's in there saying he said you killed the woman, and uh, you he said that. Too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he also said he never liked your mama. So he said that, you know, <laughs> motherfuckers always go for the shit. Right. And then like, then, then they always had like the black people that's like so poor, so broken, lived a life with so much crime and, and shit. Yeah. And it just sell out for like a fucking like, well, man, just give me a Popeye's chicken box and I, <laughs> I'll tell you everything. <laughs> and I get a three and part, of the, spice. part of the lie too, is they'll suggest to you that getting a lawyer will make it worse even though you know it makes it objectively better for you, but they'll say like, "Look, we can cut you a deal without a lawyer. As soon as you get a lawyer, we're not going to cooperate with you." And you know, so people you know get afraid. Get lawyers, you know, like lawyers, guilty people. So <laughs> if you get a lawyer, we're just going to have to assume you did it, and then we're really going to stop working with you and put you in jail. <laughs> I, like, what I the fuck get mad you? watching the first forty-eight because it, it was always in Memphis, and I'm from Memphis. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> fucking law enforcement shows man and like, I, lo- I, I love the because uh, I watch the ID network a lot which is oh. it's not always law enforcement it's just solving you know or yeah. unsolved murders a lot of it is unsolved murders but it's just like and they keep 
coming out with new, you know, at first it's like murder in my hometown, then it becomes neighbor from hell. It's like it's always some specific type of person. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Lieutenant Joe Kenda homicide hunter who had like a 10-year <laughs> run uh, going over all his cases. But I, I, every time I watch a show, I'm like, he never, he's not a homicide hunter. He never finds the homicide. Someone else finds it and calls him. He just shows up like, hey, I'm here. He didn't actually discover the homicide. Right. And he just like, yeah, I walked in. Uh, looks like we got a body. <laughs> like, no shit. Someone called <laughs> I said, walked in after I was called. <laughs> right. He's just driving around hunting homicides. He never finds them. Looks like we got us a body here. He's a homicide gatherer. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen Steven Seagal used to have a show? Like that? Yeah, it was a he was a sheriff. I've been an actor, but for the last twenty years, I've been a cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was the most racist show. That was that show was legit the most racist show I've ever seen in my life. That, oh my like the whole they had this thing called Seagal Vision, and it's like so he's not, yeah he's not an official cop right like he ain't have he do all the training. But he had, he was like an honorary sheriff or something. So he gets in the car with the cops. And then they drive through neighborhoods and shit. And then Steven is always the one to be like, hold up, hold up, slow, slow down, slow down. You see those three guys over there? Now see the way he's walking. Now he could be carrying a gun. Look at the way he's limping. He's kind of favoring one side. I'm like, oh, he could have like a hip injury. Yeah, know? he could have been playing basketball and twisted his knee. Yeah. Look at me. I'm being raised to say basketball. He could have been he been playing tennis. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> and it's all it's just always black people. Just yeah. coincidentally. I think it may have been Memphis, by the way. But yeah. it's always black See, people. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And then they pull over the black people, like they get out the car, and I like not joking, this is the reason it was racist. 100% of the time, it was not a crime. 100%. 100. Like, I've never seen, we watched, me and my friends binge watched that shit in like a day uh, when it was on Netflix because we just couldn't believe it. We were, we were just all like, we were talking to each other through the uh, Xbox headsets and shit. Like, no, right. just, he doing it again. Like, this is just racism. <laughs> this is not, and, and no, and like the cops, and, and you know, they, and it always starts off with just like, so you guys are out kind of kind of late to be uh, walking down the street, you know? Yeah, man, we just coming from the store against a Gatorade. We just finished Going home <laughs> playing basketball. Yeah, I know you're wearing athletic gear, <laughs> and you're sweating like you've been running somewhere or something. Like <laughs> just finished playing basketball at the park, man. You know? Uh, oh shit, are you Steven Seagal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit, man, what's up, dog? And so like it was every single interaction would go like that, and then they would warn. The black people like, you know, be careful walking down the street late at night uh, playing basketball. You know, it's just it could get dangerous out here. We, you know, we don't want to think you're up to no good. So, all right, you guys have a good one. And every fucking time, the same thing. And it was the most racist shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Tom Segura used to do a great joke about how anybody he anybody Stephen Seagal talked to, he would start talking to them in like this weird accent. Like he was talking to a Mexican guy, he would try to put on badly broken Spanish. Hey, how you doing? Hola. He's always trying to talk to black talk to black people. Hey, what's up, cuz? Yeah, he does. Hey, how are you? How are you? That fucking shows. I'm oh. trying to hold you down, so if you need something, holla at a brother. 
okay. <laughs> He's all clumsy with it, like, hello, soul brother. <laughs> that, that, was, that was like everybody half, Asian. He bows to him no matter what. <laughs> that was like half, half the fun of the uh, Steven Seagal Lawman series. I think that's what it was called. Uh, half the fun was just him, like, half the racism fun. You know, it's gallows humor. This isn't. You know, it could yeah, be oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but half the fun was him going up, like, "What's going on, brothers?" You know, like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this all doing?" Like, oh, you guys, you talking to <laughs> you bros hey, coming, cuz. you bros coming from the basketball court, like, <laughs> hey, cuz, how you feeling? Who are you talking hey, to? <laughs> what up, cuz? Start talking As, like, uh, I noticed you. Uh, I noticed you walking like you might have a gun. Uh, how you're walking that way now? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're imitating my walk. What's going you guys on? Got, you guys got a piece on you? Like, oh, <laughs> oh 70 ass slang. <laughs> it's funny because he did a whole movie called Mark for Death and he never talked like them Jamaicans. No, he didn't want to try that. He didn't want to go that far with it. He wanted to. As far as much as he would have got out. And then. <laughs> looking like uh, he was looking for Screwface and he never. Uh, <laughs> Never start talking in that uh, patois. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> to learn something from a kid. You know, another thing about all those cop shows is that they all do very well. Every propaganda cop show does really well. Hawaii Five O, all of them. Uh, Barney Miller. <laughs> any, <laughs> any, any of them. Any of them, dog. Hill Street Blues. What about Cop uh, Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Now was that the one where they were like a like rock cop rock bands? What the they, fuck? Was no, that? they just it was a musical. They broke into song. Oh, God, critics <laughs> loved it. It was critically acclaimed, and everybody was like, "Are you guys fucking serious?" Like it was like it was like <laughs> NYPD Blue meets Glee. Like they would just start oh. singing. What was the one with the terrible cops? You know what I'm talking about? Like that's the, the shield. Reno nine one one. Oh, that's the, the shield too. Nah, it was Police like squad. a joke. It was like a joke. Uh, it was named after the city. I can't remember them now. I, I'll re- think of it later. Sure it's not Reno 911? No, I love Reno 911, but it's, it's oh. older than that. It's a much older oh. show. It was just like such and such PD, and it was just like Keystone Cops, Keystone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, that that, like, when cops, that, that's when cops were a punchline. That was the <laughs> other thing about this, uh, about that running from the cops. Even when cops are bad, like when they fuck somebody up, when they're in that the audience polls show that like it makes them more supportive of the cops like right. well you know they gotta be rough with them to get them to, to act right and, and sometimes right. look they're under a lot of pressure so sometimes you pull over the wrong guy and it's just like fuck is there nothing a cop can do that's a bad job this is and also the, the stereotype of all you got to do is cooperate if you're watching these shows and they only curate the footage of people who didn't cooperate people get this idea that no one cooperates with cops and their jobs will be so much easier if people just cooperated and all you got to do is cooperate because that's all they see. They show like they, like when they broke down the analysis of it, they show black people on the show at about the same rate that black people get arrested. Right. So it's not disproportionate in the way that you would think where you're like, Oh man, you know, they show fucking 50% of the arrest on your black people. That's not what they do. It's more subtle than that. The black people they show one, they're almost always in the front segment. Right, where most people watch it, too. Yeah. Almost always like running from the cops, 
Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the white people that show like, oh, he's drunk at a frat party and they come over. Like the black dude is like, here's this guy that was fucking t- took off right away. It's like, you know, he did something. Let's put him right. on the A block. Right. 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 Just like there was a there was another killing in D.C. Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday morning. Let's say it was during the day, I think. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. What well, happened in the night? Yes, and it happened. Deion I'm trying King. to think of when I sat down to write about it. It must have happened Wednesday early evening. And then I, I added in something I was writing about it on Thursday so for Thursday morning show. So I think it was Wednesday early evening. And the kid took off running, and they're saying he had a gun. It sounds like he took the gun out to toss it. Cops saw it in his hand and shot him. Yeah, that's what it and sounds like. They put out the body cam like a day later, which means right. they were confident in the body cam footage because they put it out immediately. Right. And you it see, it showed him with the gun, but it didn't show him pointing at the gun at him. But it's a very like bang bang, pardon the pun, moment where it's like right. he, the cop, like it's almost like they're kind of running up on each other. Right. And it's like gun. I he's he's holding a gun. I got to shoot him. So it was. It wasn't so much like it looks like he's doing this with the gun. It. There's no time to see what it looks like he's doing, but they released specifically because if you watch the video, it's very shaky. It's really hard to know what's happening, but they released this one still frame of the guy, Deion K holding the gun. It's probably the only frame where he's framed in the, in the footage, holding a gun to sort of tell you, this is our narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, he's standing 10, 20 feet from a cop holding a gun. Right. Um, in the moment, though, if you watch the video, it's it's very hard to tell what's actually happening in that situation. Well, it doesn't matter. He did whatever, throw the gun, whatever. by the way. The gun was 100 feet away. Right. You know. So he tossed it. Yeah. You know. Or when he got shot, he just flinged it. He flung it after he got shot? After? I don't know. That didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very – but it doesn't matter. Whatever the narrative is, is going to be the one that the, one that the general public accepts. You know what I mean? Whatever the cops say. Because of shows that we've seen. Well, this article says, um, in quotes, they said he is a validated gang member from the area. I know that he's had multiple touches with criminal justice system. The kid was 18 years old. Um, And he says that he fell through multiple safety nets before yesterday afternoon. So we tried to help him all we could is what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Which is not true. Because they've they've done everything they possibly could in DC to take safety nets away from people, you know, right? As as much as they possibly can. What was interesting was the black people who were defending the police officers immediately. What are you eating right now? <laughs> My wife brought me a taco. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Homemade taco? <laughs> no, this was from a California tortilla. Okay. That California tortilla is still open? Yeah, it's all takeout. All the ones around me, are they're shutting down. I like California tortilla. The yeah, one, the two are. near me are closed. I mean, they closed before the pandemic. They just weren't doing any business, I guess. I'm a fan, too. Yeah. yeah they, uh, the immediacy of accepting the narrative, just the immediacy of it. you know. And with, like I said, black people accepting the narrative very quickly was... Uh, like one guy, I was on Eddie B's. Eddie B was thrashing people on his on his thing. He was just asking questions about it. Right. Why do we accept the narrative immediately? 
somebody came in and said, I saw the video. And by the way, I know someone who I know a guy who's there who works with them. And the guy said that there was another gun. And I was like, okay, so there was another gun and they didn't, they didn't put that in the report. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> somebody you know, else had a gun. Cops don't like to put stuff like that in the report, you know. They, they like yeah. to leave, leave a lot of damning evidence up to up to, <laughs> up to the <laughs> I said, so you're telling me that there was another person there with a gun? <laughs> well, he was just saying there was another gun. I was like, well, there was two guns found on the scene? Because that's what Eddie was like. The gun was 100 yards away. How is it that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're saying that he shot this guy, that he was pointing the gun at him because Eddie was like, he threw the gun. He had that thrown the gun. So he was trying to get rid of the gun because if you get arrested with a gun in DC, you're in fucking trouble. <laughs> you know, so he was trying to get rid of the gun and then the cop shoots him. You know, at that time, I hadn't seen the video. I, I can't watch him anymore. I prefer to let Andy do that and you tell me about it. I'm on uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but then the fact that the guy said, well, there was another gun. I'm like, so he had two guns like he was <laughs> he was know, flinging them in all directions in the old west is that what you're telling me what are you telling me by saying there was another gun there <laughs> what what are you i don't know what you're trying to tell me here and if there was another gun there why isn't that in the police report well there, was, the, there were multiple guns recovered shouldn't that be the report that was the police out? the police took a photo of the gun like in the grass like there's that I mean, you know, had there been more guns, they would have had a photo array of all the different guns that this guy threw or he flung it, I guess, trying to get rid of it. Do they have, um, do, did they have the body cam footage or whatever? Yeah. The one body cam, I mean, maybe they've put more out. The one that I saw, it was unclear from that one video what actually was going down. But you, I mean, you, you sort of see the, the guy in front of the cop and you hear a shot, but it's very shaky. I am pulling, it was like a 10 minute version on YouTube right now. But, um, and you can't, I, I mean, I only watched it like once, but I couldn't even make out the guy throwing the gun, but like a hundred feet is like the length of a playground basketball court. Right. So you just fling it. It goes a hundred feet. That's a, you know, it's not like, cause people were like, how did he throw a gun a hundred feet? I'm like a hundred, not a, it's not. It's not a mile. It's not that far. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the thing for me is like at this point, who the fuck is extending the police to benefit of the doubt? You know what right. I mean? Like I already know I'm biased. Like I can't. Whiteness. Like I'm not even gonna front. Like I. I there's. I mean, there's got to be legitimate times where you know the only thing you can do is is use lethal force. I know that that's got to be a thing, but I'm never assuming that that's what happened. Like I, I got to see it now in order to to know, and and honestly, all, from all the like violence and shit that we've seen, I I don't want to see it. So I just assume they probably lied and just leave it at that until they prove it's not. Well, the perception the perception of what is needed is is force. You know that that that's going to the that goal line is going to be moved all over the place. You know, it's it's anything. It's whatever it is. Look at look now. It's well, he had a knife in the car in Jacob Blake. He had a knife. Like, tell me what you mean by knife. Did he have a Hulk, uh, the crocodile Dundee knife that he was pulling on your ass? Or was it a Swiss Army knife? Was it a work lock blade? 
Did he even have the knife in his hand? You shot him with his back to you. Was he, what was he doing with the knife? Was he going to turn around and come at you? Why did, why didn't you shoot him as he was coming at you then? You didn't even give him a chance to get out of the car with this knife. You got a gun and he's got a knife. What are you worried about? Take three steps back, <laughs> you know, and tell him to put it down. You didn't even tell him to put it down. Why did you tell him to put it down? You know, it's the, the goal push just moves all over the place. It just moves all over the place. And white people eat that shit up, man. White people huh? just need a fucking excuse, man, to be like, because they've been watching cops. Good en- yeah, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our work is done. <laughs> yeah. And we'll solve another one. The cops 100%, <laughs> black people zero. All right. Back to watching live PD. Back to watching cops, little cute song. Bad boys, what <laughs> you go? What is cute to them? Yeah. You know, even going to see Will Smith and Bad Boys, I'm like, ah, should I really be watching this bullshit? Yeah, I, I'm different on that because uh, I can separate fiction from life. So well, you're a, smart, like, yeah, <laughs> like, think about who we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm more of a should white people be going to see, you know, what I'm like, but I like, but I, I think a lot of times though, like we, our whole, our whole uh, existence as human beings, we've had entertainment. People know the difference between entertainment and not, they, they use that shit as an excuse. I'll give you right. an example. There's this man named uh, Don Imus who oh. called a basketball team of black women nappy-headed hoes and then was like, well, uh, Snoop Dogg, um, and I said, Don Imus, that's not an excuse. You didn't get confused by Snoop Dogg when you said that. You just said it. You thought that was an okay thing to say, and you don't want to take responsibility. When someone shoots up a school, I don't go, Call of Duty made them shoot up the school. No. You wanted to shoot up a school full of, of fucking kids. Like, right. You hold that. Don't put that on the rest of us being able to play Call of Duty just fucking fine. So that's on you. Exactly. <laughs> you mean you have played Call of Duty and want to go shoot a school up? What? Right. It's just never crossed my fucking mind to go kill some real people because of anything I've watched or played. I don't know why. You mean you didn't so. go start you mean you didn't immediately start drinking gin and juice? You didn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it in a song? You didn't do that. Smoking a chronic. My favorite is the people that go, uh, you know, things have gotten so much worse. You know, the way we treat people is because of the new stuff, you know, TV and movies and shit. And I'm like, so uh, what was the rap song for slavery? What was that one? Uh, what was the hit that uh, made, that made? So when the Salem Witch Trials, was, what TV show was that? Was was not watching? MC, MC Schiffero. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were burning women at the stake. Uh, what was uh, what was the jam? You know what I'm saying? It was on the billboard charts. That's the thing. Music, music at the time, it was all like happy fiddle music and shit. Happy like, right. there was no outlet for the anger. That was maybe part of the problem. Yeah, what, what was the music when it was slaughtering all the indigenous people when they came right. to this country? Yeah, well, whatever that music was, it involved a banjo. I guarantee you that shit. I wonder if they were doing that even back then. They were just like, it wasn't for the advent of Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been fucking hanging people. They need to turn this shit off. I just had a, I had a back and forth with a dude about H.G. Uh, Wells. About, I'm sorry, about Lovecraft. Mm. 
about his racism. You know, he was a man of his time. I'm like, no, he wasn't. There was a lot of people back then who didn't think the way he thought. I <laughs> wasn't the times. Don't put this shit on the times. <laughs> that's, that's so good because, like, uh, he he like liked Hitler. Yeah. But, but to be like he's a man of his time, why did Hitler get killed? Yeah. Like, who was on the other side of that war? It had to be some <laughs> other people of the time. <laughs> I said, I said, you said, I mean, he was just talking. I said, I suggest you read his poem about niggers. He goes, oh, so you're going to bring out one example? Like, you talk about the, the guy who likes Hitler? You talk about that guy? Okay, man. How many examples do you need? Really? One example. That's a big, pretty big fucking example, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, that one should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> what about NWA? You know, <laughs> some random whataboutism. Right. Yeah. Snoop Dogg called women hoes. Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, okay. I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I should have thought that through. Can we talk about this this uh Dre's ex wife, soon to be ex wife? Oh yeah. Oh, man. Nicole Young. Is she white? No. I don't know. Man. They keep she saying that, but I'm like, I don't think she's white. She's very light skinned. She didn't. That's what I think. She didn't become white until uh, she wanted a divorce. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think she's white. They keep saying that. I'm like, I don't think. Look, they've been married for a long fucking time. Twenty years. Yeah, isn't it like twenty over twenty years or something? Yeah. Yeah. So she wants some of the money, which California, you gonna get some. Let's let's make no mistake. I am. Look, I'm not. I'm not particularly caping for Dre one way or the other. He's going to be fine, even if she walks away with half the shit. It don't really matter. Well, it's <laughs> it's know? the classic case, though, of, like, you know, she put her life on hold while he went out and became a doctor. Right. You know, there you go. <laughs> and he, he was learning his craft, and she was home with the kids, and she couldn't build up her resume, and now she has a, a certain lifestyle she's trying right, to right. preserve. She's accustomed to it. Yeah. But this shit that, that, but her, but the monthly expenses that she wants, she wants one hundred thousand nine hundred thirty-six. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> she wants one million nine hundred thirty-six thousand three hundred ninety-nine dollars a month to cover expenses. That's a very specific mm-hmm. number. We're not even talking about <laughs> they were. the alimony stuff. This is just her expenses. And two million dollars like this expenses. too. Here's a little since, bit of a uh, breakdown since, since COVID. Expenses are way down. Right. This is her COVID number. Imagine pre-pandemic what she was spending. Laundry and cleaning a month, ten thousand dollars. Jesus. A month. Clothes, one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a month. Education, tuition, and living expenses, sixty thousand dollars a month. Now, I don't think she should get that education to because I'm assuming they're talking about their kids' tuition. And living expenses. Well, she got to go back to school now. She getting divorced. Well, you can spend, take some of that lump sum alimony and do that shit. If we're no, talking the about the are, kid, the kids are adults. Out, the kids are like her kids are grown though, right? Twenty three and nineteen. No, she. Oh yeah, I'm not paying for them. <laughs> no, she got to go back to school. Doctor entertainment, <laughs> entertainment, nine hundred thousand dollars a month. Nah, what kind of? So that's almost a million right there. I think I think we know. I know what this means. It means. Detox is coming out. Yeah. yeah. That's what that means. Charitable contributions, $125,000 a month. I'm not financing your charities now. I'm not. 
Well, she needs the money so she can give it away. Okay? Right. <laughs> you know, Mortgage. I, mean, I, I just feel $100, like hundred thousand dollars a month. <laughs> she needs the money so she can keep it. And her telephone, cell phone, and email is twenty thousand dollars a month. What How? kind of plan does she got? <laughs> email. She got the best. She got the best plan. <laughs> Wait, who charges for email anymore? She got a lot of anytime in it. Yeah, she, yeah. $20,000 a month. Wait, does she have one of those legacy plans that she never changed where, like, it's yeah. only free after 9 o'clock? <laughs> she yeah, called people yeah. at, like, 4 o'clock and it's just running up all the minutes on her phone. Exactly. That's exactly what she got. She got one. She got grandfathered in. I'm about changing my plan. I don't care what they talk about. And they have a, a prenup that she did sign. Yeah, yeah that's nothing. Her, her argument is that he ripped the prenup up a couple okay. times throughout the marriage. Uh, to say, like, I trust you and uh, I don't need no damn prenup. Did his lawyer rip that prenup up? <laughs> no. And very interestingly, <laughs> he is or was a, a lawyer. So oh. I feel like she would know better. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, the lawyer's like, he's like, I want to tear this prenup. Here, here, take this piece. Just take this paper. Go tear that up in front of her. <laughs> Right. He got the shit in it. He got the shit in a in a safe in his office. I ain't tearing that shit up. Sound like she forgot about Drake. Yeah, there you go. This is my. I'm your lawyer. My job is to protect you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I do here. Oh, she so, claims. Okay, she claims that the marriage began to go sour on April first when the chronic rapper became intoxicated at their home in their Los Angeles home and began shouting. Fuck you, fuck you, get the fuck out, get the fuck out, go to Malibu. According to her, he tried to cut off the purse strings and told her, do not spend one more cent, period. You can't be mean and disrespectful and spend my hard-earned money. Fuck that. Yes, that's a threat. I'm putting the beach house up for sale next week. Uh, it sounds like she might have taped this call. She has direct that's quotes. A, that's, a man, like, that's a man like, venting. <laughs> it sounds like throughout all of this, the guy from N.W.A., He's still in there. Like he's still, he's still Dre after all yeah. this time. <laughs> oh, he's, he's probably Dre. he's probably like. Well, if he was a guy from NWA, he would have found some stairs to throw her down. <laughs> That's well, well, yeah, uh, he's just leaving. Uh, I ain't the one on her voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> very. I mean, these are some very ex explosive uh, <laughs> that she's making here. Um, and it sounds like the aftermath of this divorce is going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's no 187. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. You have to. You have to. Oh. Hopefully. You, yeah, because you know, for her, it's, it's like it's nothing but a 2000G thing. <laughs> <laughs> a minute. 2000G a minute thing. <laughs> yeah, 2000G a minute is great. I mean, I just love the audacity, man. When I saw them expenses, I said, girl, go on ahead. Like, yeah. thing. I, I don't. That's the thing. When I walk into the void of the uh, divorce, celebrity divorce, a world I completely don't understand, because you know, like if you listen to that argument, that argument sounds like some shit off a of Scarface or fucking like, like you know, like that movie Leonardo DiCaprio was in, Wolf of Wall Street. That's that's how rich that shit sounds. Right. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Go to Malibu. Malibu. Right. No. Don't, don't spend another cent. I'm sick of you. Spending these millions of dollars every month. Like, this motherfucker has made it, dog. It's hard to feel a lot of sympathy. So when I get in these situations, I low-key root for the hustler. I root for the person that didn't make the money because I think that's the funniest outcome. You know, here's another thing. He he told her go to Malibu. He paid for her plane. Where do you tell her? Go to Malibu? 
for the he's beach still house. paying for the house in Malibu. Right. Well, he said <laughs> you know, he threatened to sell the, it. The though. thing I read said that she's now at their house in Hawaii. He's paying all the expenses there, including <laughs> the security. I'm like, you're paying for it. Oh, everything. I that it. means he bought plane tickets for her to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I love it. I hope she get the money, man. He probably sent her on a private jet to Hawaii. Yeah, bitch. I can't say you fucking bitch. Hold on for a second. Yeah, can you gas up the, the G9 right. <laughs> and get it ready? We Yeah, we're going to fly her over there. Look, you make sure that she has that, that crack crab that she likes, the crap crack and the champagne. Yeah, bitch. Your ass is going to Hawaii. Yeah, make sure she's got... <laughs> You know, the big shrimp, the big shrimps that she likes with the marinara. So, fuck you, bitch. You don't even know. I'm through with your ass. Yeah, yeah. she's going to be down there by 8 in the morning. Can you have her there before the sun goes down? Because she likes to watch the sunset. <laughs> fuck you. You know, no, I'm like, tiger shrimp. Dre. Not the tiger shrimp. No, no, the prawns. The prawns. The prawn shrimp. <laughs> yeah, get those. Anyway, yeah, I hate you. You disrespectful. Get out of my fucking house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. If you notice, there's a car waiting for you outside. It's right. already set to drive you to, to, to the hotel. Go to the fucking summer house, okay? <laughs> you go to the summer house. Fuck you. That's crazy. He's so That's- rich. What kind of argument is that? You told her, Dre. <laughs> that should be part of every prenup is white glove diver- divorce service. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that's the other thing, too. I'm not even, it's not even a gender thing for me because, like, I'm also rooting for Tristan Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just root for the person that's the hustler to come in and get the money. You know what I'm saying? I root for Black China. Uh, like whoever can get to the i'm like that like because i ain't got that ability to do it so like somebody should want to get the you know my one of my favorites i forget her name but um the woman that owns the new orleans saints now oh she married tom benson she married him he died and she got all the shit none of the family got it Oh, that's oh, that's okay. horrible. Oh, it's the that's best. Horrific. Oh, it's the best dude. Imagine. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> horrific. Right. Oh, it's the best. Oh, that oh, happened to you know who oh, that happened to? Who? That happened to Arturo Gatti. It's same shit. Here's same the thing. shit. All the children did was be born. <laughs> they didn't do shit. You see what I'm saying? They it, like it's a it's actually a privilege to be born. To a rich motherfucker like that, like all he did, <laughs> is that what it is? you've been rich. Now, when you're like a forty-year-old woman, and you start dating a near deathbed elderly man, <laughs> sucking his old balls every day, that is work. That is sweat equity. That is much more than any child has ever done for time. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course she deserve a fucking football team. Like, I, I can't believe people are ever against that. Like, that is work, dude. Them women that fuck. The what was it, the dude that owned Playboy at the end of his life? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, like imagine you being one of the 27, 18 year olds he's fucking, <laughs> and you win that tournament, get him to marry you and leave you his mansion. That yeah, that's is like fucking work. That's the American that's dream. That's like the ultimate bachelor episode. Yeah, you know, you're like the last one standing. Oh, and it's an old like you're just shooting dust out at this point. Like, get, I hope you get the money. You you deserve that shit way more than the woman that married him when he was like viable, and healthy, and fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like when he was, was still fun and she wanted to fuck him and shit. No, man. it's the woman that wasted her fucking like prime WAP years at 23. Yeah. 
giving this old man some pussy. That woman deserves everything. Yeah, he's got like he's complaining about his gout the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that sex had to be fucking uh, horrendous. <laughs> he complained about his gout. <laughs> Just saying. And, and you know, and the sex is horrendous and it lasts a long time because he's yeah. vibrant up. Yeah, so it don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob and you can't and you can't go do your young people shit. Out there, Lexington, Lexington Steel style, just going and going and going. Oh. <laughs> and you're talking about like, oh, uh, you're talking about Playboy models. So you're talking about somebody that typically in the top, tip top percent of shape and attractiveness and age. And yeah. she got to spend that time under this motherfucking, you know, 80 year old corpse of a dude. She should get money for that. I don't know why people will be hating on that shit. Like, if anything, that should tell the family. Y'all should treat y'all motherfucking dad better. Yeah, obviously. You know <laughs> he wouldn't be fucking these 18-year-olds if y'all was around and shit. They wouldn't even have a chance to get introduced. But y'all out being doing rich people shit, yachting every week, living rich people lives. <laughs> and then this woman slides in through the fucking back door, and now she got your inheritance. That's how... That's how great Hugh Hefner's life was, by the way. He was 80 years old, hooking up a 20-year-old, and still getting tired of him. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he, he always had to have, like, six different girls. He's like, oh, these, I get sick of this 20-year-old. <laughs> Give me another Rod, one. Rod, you watch reality shows. What happened, to, what happened to the Kendall girl who was married to the brother who played football who got caught with the, trans, with the transgender woman? What happened with that? I do not watch reality tv really i thought you i thought you fucked with reality tv uh, I, who am I, I, thinking I, of? I stopped like five or six years ago i couldn't take it ah, who, who would know about that i can't think they, of a football they, player's name they, they did got, get divorced she was married to hank basket right hank basket yeah 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 they got divorced um but i want to say they got divorced before that maybe but he i think like he that. got caught with a with a trans woman right and uh uh, you know, for, for me, I'm like, well, bitch, you fucked you, Hefner. So <laughs> I got the Wikipedia up right now. First of all, yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, Hank. Happy birthday, Hank. Yeah, happy birthday, happy Hank. Birthday. Henry Randall Basket III. Shout out, Hank. Um, okay. So I'm just jumping to the personal life section mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. Basket proposed to his girlfriend, Playboy model Kendra Wilkinson, on top of the Space Needle after six months knowing each other. Oh, well, there you go. There's a there's a steady relationship. Six whole months all in a row. They married on June 27, 2009 oh, at the Playboy Mansion. The couple have a son together, Hank IV, uh, live in L.A. On, on October 2013, the couple announced they were expecting their second child in December the same year. Kendra gave birth to a baby girl. Basket has been a resident. No, it doesn't have anything about controversy. Let me see. There's a reality reality tv section they say he i was looking at an article from sports philadelphia it says hank basket sure picked the wrong transgender weed dealer <laughs> i don't know why that was a hey, <laughs> what does he was weed dealer weed. have to do with anything he was buying, oh that that was probably the excuse he used was that his oh, 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 she, i just buy I, weed from her i just buy I, weed hey. from her this, I don't, this is, I don't this do is anything my else weed. with her. This is my weed lady, y'all. This is my weed lady. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sucking her dick. This, this is my weed this lady. This is my weed lady. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what... Uh, you know this article, oh, because they misgendering the person in the article and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is from 2015. This ain't that long ago, but this that shit has changed, boy. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that long ago, but it is. So they're calling her him in the in the yeah. That's a lot yeah, of that's a that's a shot at that's yeah. A, yeah that's a shot that's them are just taking yeah. shots. 
you know. This is NBC Sports that wrote this. I'm yeah. shocked. <laughs> he uh I feel like he just kind of disappeared after that. Yeah, he, he did. did. You know, and she disappeared also though cuz she had her little show set up. I think they did another season with after the divorce maybe or the separation, something like Kendra on her own or some shit like that. <laughs> I see uh Daily Mail covered them April 1st, 2020. Kendra Wilkinson and Hank Basket have a tense exchange outside her home before Kendra writes lockdown feels like a roller coaster ride. So maybe they're still together somehow. No ex-husband. Okay. They, they were fighting outside the house uh oh. right before the coronavirus pandemic. Oh. Yeah. Give me a give me a a bigger size picture of her, Andy. Which one? This the the girlfriend or the the girl, I don't know. I don't know if it's a girlfriend or not, but or the wife. I mean, not the wife. I've seen the wife a million times. I'm trying to see this trans woman. The trans, oh, yeah. Woman. But I'm like, they're trying to say that this is a she's a drug dealer. She's not a weed dealer. <laughs> that was his excuse. That's not a weed dealer. What are we talking about? Right. That's his excuse. That's his lie. His That's an attractive woman. I don't know what to tell you, man. Right. She be selling them bags. I, I think I might have got a couple from her. Right. <laughs> like a line and shit. Nah, nah. She just sell me weed. He probably was misgendering her and shit, trying to yeah. try to distance himself. Nah, nah. It's my weed dealer. It's don't. It don't even. Nah, like bring that picture up that you just went down with the with the face, and then and then like Kendra's bent over with her ass on Hank. This one here. Yeah. <laughs> bring that Hold up on. for me. She spilled all the tea. Cause yeah. that was like she holding that picture, ain't she? Oh, no, no, no. Why, that's superimposed. Okay. I mean, I was about to say, that's damn. an attractive <laughs> woman. I don't like her lips. I think the surgery didn't do her lips well, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, you know why he was hanging out? You know what's up? Yeah, this is not about weed. First of all, I, I don't believe it. She's a weed dealer. Let me just put that out there. I just don't believe it. Misinformation. <laughs> huh. How did he get caught? Did the woman give up? Did the woman give up the information? Uh, I don't know. That's like I said. That was an article I was looking at, but then I clicked off of it because all that he shit they were saying. Um, let me see what it says. Uh, oh, Hank Basket says. Okay, go ahead. You got it. This is well. This is a Daily Mail. Hank Basket claims he froze as transgender woman fondled him in bizarre account of the night that almost ruined his marriage. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, so the transgender woman told tabloids that Basket tracked her down via social media and that some mutual masturbation went down. This made for wonderfully awful reality TV for Kendra and Hank, the former of which apparently flushed her wet redding, wedding ring down the toilet. But now she believes him. Okay, Hank was very naive and gullible. He thinks everybody's his friend. That led to the hell that we've lived. So she chose to stay after that for a while. So... Good luck. <laughs> well, you know where uh, the, the most inclusive place for trans people is, is NFL locker rooms. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Didn't accept Michael Sam, but, you know, we don't mind. How did he even find out she was trans? You know, I mean. It was some mutual masturbation. Basically. Unless she didn't have the down, the down, the down surgery done, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole package. You know, that'd yeah, be I mean, the only thing I can think of. She didn't have everything done. You know, 
Other than that, if look, if she has everything that we look, we saw the pictures, man. Unless she didn't have everything done, unless she told you, you'd never know if she had had everything done. So I assume that she didn't have everything done. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, that's the thing. It, like, <laughs> it, it nobody really knows, and it always gets into this like personal territory of like what, like what body parts people have and shit. But like, end of the day, it's. It should be a quote unquote scandal because he was cheating on his fucking wife. That's what right. it should be, but it's not. Like it turns into it's a like, scandal. Like this nigga trans cheated. Yeah, now, that's, that's different. That's like, what it should be, but it's not. It right. should be. Also, part of that is because we kind of expect that behavior out of football players. Right. Of course, he's cheating on his wife. <laughs> you right. know, or athletes. And I mean, the other part of it that, and this is, by the way, not this scandal, but just in general, why I don't watch reality shows. I don't like that they play with shit like this. I don't think right. it's okay. Right. Like, I, I think, you know, it, <laughs> right. it, it bothers me because, you know, we know we live in a trans antagonistic world where people are transphobic, fucking, especially uh, black trans women are killed at a much higher rate than the, reg- than the population. And then, you know, they'll just be on TV <laughs> saying some shit like this. And then, like, flash up maybe, like, a hotline number at the end of the episode. Like, if you know anyone. Who <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you did it. You, like, y'all are the ones we should be calling the police on. If you know anyone whose psyche has been damaged by this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, you were, if you happen to be watching this when we was talking about your ass, uh, call 1-800-MY-BAD. Like, fuck that shit. So I, I don't like that shit, man. Like, they used to uh, talk about, like, miscarriages and shit on love right. and hip-hop and then they would turn it into a storyline so it wasn't just like someone had a miscarriage which you know happens and that's i'm not saying you shouldn't put that on tv but then like the next week someone's like bitch you faked your miscarriage i'm like <laughs> that, that, that don't seem nah, that, that seemed completely opposite from the lesson y'all learned last week <laughs> i don't like that shit everybody was pleasant with each other like oh girl it's gonna be all right right faking ass what <laughs> <laughs> what you say to me <laughs> See, on twitter she said this and then on facebook she said that that bitch line i'm like this this don't seem like the the, the place to stand on right you know, they this. would have they would make a big deal about getting like gay cast members and then like during the finale the whole thing would be about how like you know how homophobic everybody was right right i'm like so then why did y'all make a big deal like we and then once again you know, suicide prevention. Y'all <laughs> like, just called this man slurs to his face. Right. What is this shit? You know, the ones I used to like was like the, uh, I like the challenge ones, like the, the road rules, uh, the road rules, like challenges with one, one group challenge another group with the stuff. But I never liked all the salacious shit that went with it. I just liked yeah. the challenge aspect of it. Like I remember, like the one I really liked was the one that was like Cyrus, uh, the black chick from that was on the show with Cyrus from Boston. It was like, and they had all and everything covered. It's like, like the black guy, the website, the, the gay guy. And that was the one with that dude who's now a congressman before he was crazy religious. Sean he Duffy. was on that one too, I think. Yeah. Sean you know, Duffy. And they went up against they went up against this some team from a some fuck fuck shit team who was all they were like the the the, the distorted fucked up they can't get along team. Okay. You know, so that one was pretty good to watch because it was interesting watching them work together because they worked together like a complete unit, <laughs> you know, and then this other team they couldn't get their shit together 
at all. So at the end, they had you know the little the little roundtable show where they come back and talk, and uh, the black chick had said, uh, "We'll do better because our girls are tougher." <laughs> you mean you know, our, the women we got on the women we got on our squad are just tougher? And they were like, "Did you really mean that?" Trying to start shit, they were like, "Did you really mean that?" And Cyrus was like, "I'll say it. <laughs> our girls are tougher." You know, I like watching that one. Other than For some that, reason, I can't get into competition reality shows. I don't know why. I mean, unless it's like real sports, which I guess is the ultimate competition reality show. But I don't know why. Pros and Joes? Did you watch Pros and Joes? Uh, now, hold up. I did like Pros and Joes. That that's shit was fun, man. That's different. That's not. But see, to me, that's a different <laughs> element. Because, yeah. I, I mean, we all know that. Pros it, versus Joes. Yeah, Pros yeah, versus Joes. that shit Joes was fun. It was great. That <laughs> was, I, I did fuck with that. But that was too short-lived. Like. Yeah, that, that can still go today, and it should actually come back because now these niggas got Twitter, and like they could, we could make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, Kevin Durant ain't shit, man. I'm fucking right. I like that nigga up. Like we should make that happen. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because like, uh, it always like I remember watching for a while. I was like, they should bring a boxer on there, and they brought Gaddy on, and I was like, they should never bring a boxer on again. It's yeah. not. <laughs> It's just not even close to being fair. It's like it's like that uh the, I forget which boxer it was with that clip where the dude talked shit online and then the boxer walked into his job like, so what's up with that shit you was talking? Oh, that was Zab Judah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That worked at like a jewelry store. <laughs> she <laughs> want that smoke at all. <laughs> yeah, hold up now, sir. Sir. <laughs> and Zab Judah's a little dude. You you could you could he could fool you by he walks in, you're like, who's that little guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. The thing well, that changed the game for me was the fucking MMA when it first started, not now, but like like 10, 15 years ago. With the motherfuckers look like, yeah, yeah, because the motherfuckers look like they just worked at Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, dude, I'm not fighting nobody in real life. No, more. I don't know what you don't. Them dudes didn't even look in shape, and it was folding people up, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I meant to tell you was about the reality show that Gaddy was almost like their real sports. Mm-hmm. Gaddy had been married and had kids for years with this girl. And then out of nowhere, he flipped. First, I think he had CTEs from boxing. Mm. He flipped out out of nowhere, divorced his wife, started partying really hard. And then he hooked up with this young Brazilian girl. Mm. He goes on to Brazil and he kills himself. No, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill himself. He didn't kill himself. He was the victim of a crime at the house or something like that and got and it just ended suspicious. up dead, but he was like assaulted and ended up dead. And I was like assaulted that the thought was that she drugged him or something. And she was part of the assault Damn. and took all the money, you know, and she got all the money in the will. His kids didn't get anything. His wife didn't, his ex-wife didn't get anything. She got all the money. Cause they were like, well, somebody assaulted him. I was like, listen, I seen Arturo Gaddy in the gym when he was a young fighter coming up, mm-hmm. didn't nobody assault him head up. I can tell you that shit. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go straight at him. I can tell you that. So I was like, yeah, it's probably the fact that they didn't test his body for any drugs, toxicology, nothing. I think they cremated him and sent him home. Well, yeah, I got, I got the Wikipedia here. It says, um, first of all, he was, he was um, like strangled, basically. Yeah, that's what I was like. You strangled this guy? 
who made his living uh, punching Gaddy's, people. Gaddy's widow was charged with first-degree murder, murder after the strap of her bag was found stained with blood. Get her on it! Uh, Rodriguez could not explain how she spent more than 10 hours in the hotel room without realizing Gaddy was dead. Former boxing champion Asselino Freitas, who was a close friend of Gaddy, stated Gaddy and Rodriguez were having problems, were about to separate. The Brazilian authorities initially ruled Gaddy's death a homicide, but after the coroner's autopsy reported that it was a suicide, um, pathologist hired by the ex-boxing champ's family said Brazilian authorities overlooked bruises on Gaddy's body in the initial autopsy. There were definitely injuries that had not been, not been seen by Brazilian authorities. Almost a year later, in March 2010, the circumstances concerning Gaddy's death remained unclear. Uh, the family then hired their own coroner to do another autopsy. Quebec coroner's report was released November 2011. Uh, agree with prior conclusions that Gaddy died a violent death from asphyxia by neck constriction. He also noted that Gary... Uh, he had a muscle relaxant in his system along with alcohol. She drugged him and then she drugged him and choked his ass out. I think she, yeah, she so. might have had somebody else. With help. Yeah, that's where the bruises came yeah, from. Yeah, that's where the bruises come from. And that's what and she was having second thoughts. That's why it took her so long to call the authorities. She was. Yeah, so she got away with it though, right, Andy? She got away with it? I'm looking for that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I talked about on real sports. She had a lot of regrets. She was like, oh, I should have did that. I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> yeah, because that's that thing about the kids. He had, she got all the money. Are we know? saying then that the Joes won? Yeah, she won. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, pros versus Joes. It's a In long the end, play. The you know, remind me of that Tom Benson thing where the the, the new wife gets the money. Like his his ex wife and kids didn't get nothing. You know that when she got it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, somebody, somebody attacked him. Like somebody attacked Arturo Gaddy straight on. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know how the Brazilian police and shit get down. So I don't know how. Well, they were like, really? This Brazilian woman and uh, this white yeah. American man? Fuck him. Watch an episode of uh, Brazilian cops. Everybody's getting strangled. <laughs> That's just how they all bad end. boys, bad boys. What Brazilian, you going? <laughs> this episode of Brazilian First Forty Eight would have been pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, and apparently some boats sunk at a uh, Trump at a water parade in uh, Lake Travis in Texas, in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, the Travis County Sheriff says, four boats sank on Saturday. Four. They apparently received several calls about boats in distress at the river. Was there like a, a tsunami or something? They were doing like a boat parade, a lot of Trump flags. Never see this at the Black Lives Matter rally. Okay? Nope. <laughs> we keep our shit together and off the yeah, we, we don't. We don't use boats. <laughs> Man. I just saw that uh, Jessica. I'm looking at the pictures. These motherfuckers are like the squid billies. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Look at all these fucking flags. It's right. like a parody of it's like a joke. Oh my god. Ugh, white people, boy. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. That's... You see this one with the, the boat well, yeah, that's nothing but flags? It's like the flags are the sail. No wonder the shit sank. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, where's the hull of this boat? Oh, it's just flags. It's all made of flags. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> it's just, they made a raft out of flags. Oh, man. If only these motherfuckers wouldn't vote. 
Yeah, wouldn't vote. That'd be great. <laughs> Andy, we were we were talking earlier about Jeffrey Goldberg. We're left with this. It's the CNN. We're left with this dilemma. Jeffrey, uh, Chris Saliza wrote this. I don't know if y'all know anything about Saliza, <laughs> but he wrote this. We're left with this dilemma. Jeffrey Goldberg, who authored the Atlantic piece, insists the story is true. President Trump insists the story is false. Both of these views can't be right. Like, really, Saliza? That's what. That's the best you got. Okay. <laughs> that is it. So somebody said, gosh, this is hard. Mr. Goldberg is a journalist and an ed editor. Agolf Schittler is a pathological liar who's attacked POWs, veterans, and at least one Gold Star family. <laughs> we were talking earlier about um, it's, uh, it's, it's what kind of cachet have you built up? What has Jeffrey Goldberg, what has his cachet in journalism been, right, leading up to this? And then what has Donald Trump's cachet been as far as telling the truth and not being a shitty person and just weigh those out against each other? And where do you get? What do we get? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. What, it doesn't matter what, to the supporters. Where do we get? You know, but for a guy like Saliza, who's a journalist, to come in and say that, Saliza understands how sources work. You know, he understands that. He understands how unnamed sources work. He's a journalist. He understands that. At least he's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know if he still is. But the National Review said the story is believable, but it should not have been published. Oh Jesus Christ! Why shouldn't it have been published? Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. Oh man. Whiteness what? is the best. Dog. What do you mean it should have? What do you mean it should have been published? Leave him alone, guys. That's all. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> what? They said because it won't persuade anyone. <laughs> that what no that got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> like, you basically like, it's not even news for This dude's a piece of shit. So, yeah. like, Look, I don't man, know we why. all know he is. So, <laughs> what do you even care for? It's like what? saying, don't take OJ to trial for stealing that shit in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, Ugh. we already know, guys. You either think he's a fucking murderer or you don't. Like, why are we even bothering looking at the new crimes? Well, then that begs the question, what should be reported? What would he have to do to actually get in the papers at this point? So something nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> even then off. i'd be like well he's only doing this nice thing because he he wants some what the fuck does he want oh he's pardoning kim kardashian's friend you know yeah or you can just see him take a picture of him hugging eric yeah <laughs> there's the boats by the way look at that oh, shit look at him. look at that shit oh my goodness that some billy shit man look at that wow <laughs> that is crazy that's ridiculous <laughs> The American flag isn't even the top flag. Nope. Right. I mean, how, I don't, how do these people, how do they it's live It's a gigantic with flag. What? Are the flags the sail? I don't get it. <laughs> no wonder they sinking, because the flag not supposed oh, to be a sail. Ah, uh, Blue Lives Matter flag, Trump cut out, oh, there's cardboard cut out. Andy's neighbor. It's my neighbor. <laughs> right across the street. I didn't know he had a boat. <laughs> I didn't know he takes the flag with him. That's weird. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I bet a lot of these boats just like oh they yeah, they they probably just hit each other. That's what happened. Oh man, Jack in the Box fuck with Trump. See, <laughs> I can't eat there no more, dog. I, I trust the dude. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> here's one. Here's another uh, picture I found. It's on YouTube. There's the sinking ships right there. <laughs> How did that happen? Look, this guy over here in the jet ski is looting the flag. He's just like, fuck it. Save the flag. You can die. The flag Save must survive. How did that happen, though? How does a boat go down like that on a lake? They probably collided. Yeah, they probably collided because it was too many. And more importantly, aren't captains supposed to go down with the ship? They are supposed to go down with the ship. <laughs> Where's their ethics? All right. I've seen the Titanic. <laughs> They over there getting getting floaties past to them. This is two banjo players <laughs> <laughs> going down with that shit. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, can you imagine just you lose your boat? <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you, you can't you can't get roadside assistance for a boat that sunk to the bottom of the lake. Triple A, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. God damn. Did y'all already talk about that white Rachel Dolezal too? No, we didn't. I was no, about to ask you guys. No, let's get to that. I'm glad I showed up, man. She lost her job today, I think. Did you? One of her teaching uh, jobs. Oh, uh, the, the I know the department put out a statement like you got to get rid of her ass. <laughs> the other people in the department. Yeah. Like she needs to resign, or y'all got to get rid of her. One of the two. Jessica Krug. If she's who, tenured, uh, I would think they'd have to. They, she'd have to resign. That's probably a code of conduct they could get her on, though. Right. I mean, I don't tenured. know. Would the code of conduct only cover her teaching? I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that works. My question world. is: I'm assuming because she she came out with this article because she was about to be outed, mm-hmm. and I think people were saying she deleted a lot of her profiles on different places. Are there any receipts? I would love to see what she said about Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> to me, that would be the funniest shit to it see. It hasn't her, like, come out yet, so my, I, I would hope that she was quiet about it. <laughs> I have so many questions like that like what did she say about kamala harris you know what i mean i already heard she didn't like aoc and called her fake and said she wasn't originally uh from the bronx yeah she did do that i'm like (laughs) you said that you (laughs) must be well it's like that it's like oj listen you when you're going to stick to a lie that lie has to become the truth to you <laughs> okay that lie has to be your truth if it's not you'll fuck up you'll fuck it up at some point so that lie has to become your truth queen uh dolazal uh jessica Cruz, allegedly sean king <clears throat> uh, <laughs> not looking good for sean king these days i was taken up for him four years ago <laughs> yeah yeah it's not looking too good oh uh, i gotta say White people better at being black than black people. I gotta give them credit. I gotta give them credit where it's due. That I don't know how they're doing it, but there's something innate in audacity and whiteness that is enabling them. She was up for the uh, Frederick Douglass and Harry Tubman Book Awards this year. Yeah, yeah. How, how nigga? You're not black. You didn't. This is insane. They are better at this than us, and I don't know. It's it's really bothering me. And, and like black people are helping them be better because you know what i'm saying like it's just like well she worked we we gave her the job at the university and yeah i saw a few apology awesome. tweets like okay i didn't i was amplifying her i didn't know you know well why would you know <laughs> she fooled a lot of people because yeah. the thing is you want to believe her so you're going to believe her there's no reason not to believe her right other than what comes out later this came out with doles out too a lot of people after the fact were like yeah, we always thought she was white. 
Right. You know, like we used to talk about that when she wasn't around. I've heard some things about Jessica Krug that are similar that people maybe had suspicions, but they didn't want to be insensitive and say that and bring it up. And what she did was play on that sort of um, the left's uh, desire to not be insensitive, you know, and, and check her lineage, basically. Yeah, we when black people pass, we just want to, like, survive. Yeah, it's, it's a survival thing. <laughs> like a like a like a black person passing is like uh like maybe uh you know work at your post office or you know what I'm saying they work in the accounting department, you know, maybe maybe they're a, 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 an actor, you know, maybe like Tom Hanks could be a black person trying to pass. White people try to pass and then they become like the king of civil rights and shit. Like <laughs> I am MLK's descendant and I'm going we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> like what the fuck is happening? And she also Bronx kept changing Afro Latina. At one point, yeah, she took on the she said she was Caribbean at one point. Oh, she did. Um there's that video of her talking where she's got like this weird she keeps, trying she to talk patois? No. She no, she can't hold the accent though. I'm gonna I'm I'll look it's it up. Terrible. Oh my god. The one where she's talking to like the city council, some shit, some like they're talking about police and she calls in on Zoom to be like she held and she sounds like she's doing a Boston accent. That's how bad it is. But she's <laughs> supposed to be from the Bronx. Oh wow. Yeah, just man. Like, has she ever at any time lived in the Bronx? I think she I, lives I, in Harlem. Yeah, I think she did by the end, but not. She was from originally uh, like St. Louis or some shit. Kansas, oh. something like yeah, that. Yeah, Kansas City, and and she would um, commute from New York City to George Washington University in D.C. for her job teaching, which black people probably helped her get. Somebody did. Yeah, wow. they be knowing the words, man. They know how to get in the system now, man. We made it too easy. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, we gotta start having some tests. Like, what's your favorite episode of Martin? You know, it's a, what temperature do you deep fry catfish? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, so what's uh, you want some Kool Aid? What what kind of Kool Aid do you want? I want, I want. Some I'll Kool-Aid. take the cherry. Uh, uh, what? What'd you want? What'd you say? <laughs> Too late. This is her talking. Right, and imagine what the world looks like in the 1880s. This is her. uh, This was uploaded a day ago. I don't know when this was actually from. This is for Columbia University, and she's representing George Washington University. And the reputation from this battle circulated for hundreds of years, and I mean that literally. So in the 1880s, right, and imagine what the world looks like in the 1880s versus the 1590s. The Portuguese are still trying to conquer this region. And one of the army officials charged with doing so transcribed an account of this 1594 battle word for word. So there's really not much of an accent at all. On this no, one. nothing there. She's just talking. She sounds very white. She's going right a lot, which is a kind you of could, a, You could argue, well, she's at work, and so she's code switching, right? Have right. you seen the one where she's on the, uh, she's talking to, I want to say it's like uh, the New York City, like... I mean, you know, let me find it. I'll find it for you because yeah. I, I saw it. We played it on our show, and I was just like, "Okay, this is her trying to do the thing, <laughs> like trying to do the 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 thing." And it's not like she don't got it. It's it's just not. Um, it just ain't curling all the way, man. So yeah, okay, here it is. Just oh, live. This is when I'm city council. I just found this one too. Hold on. It like she talking to her phone, kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's this is like one of those 
Oh, yeah. It's not going to show it now. Oh, I hate when they do that shit. Yeah, it's like it's like a clickbait thing. Video shows college. Oh, that's professor. it right there. That's it. Yeah, that's the one I just clicked on though. It's like a, oh. a thumbnail is. Oh bullshit, bro. Okay, well look at the one I put in the chat. That oh, one. Okay. That's... Yeah, let's see that one. Yeah, that's the one that worked. <laughs> that's just so good, man. Ah, oh, this is one of my favorite scandals, man. All the woke people got fluffy. <laughs> oh. Just so... la bombolera. That's what she. Uh... <laughs> see, they can't even just. They can't just be regular. Like if a white, if a black person passes white, we just be like, uh, Rod Smith. <laughs> I got to go all the way down. Is that what she called herself? La yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's she was going by till someone outed her. Uh, you probably know this neighborhood because the Hosanna Melissa Mark Viverito, who used to be the speaker of your city council, sold my fucking neighborhood to developers and gentrifiers. So I got a couple of things to say. And when y'all come on, you mean like you stops, fuck out of here. It's- <laughs> so, yeah, this is the one where she's she's on her cell phone, like doing a selfie cam thing for a city council meeting. Like she couldn't even sit at her desk for this. She had to put on like her pink shades, her nose ring. And say, said, fuck out of here. Y'all sold my yeah. <laughs> to, to gentrifiers. Okay. Gentr- gentrifiers. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's all over the place. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Hours. Not only did I have to listen to these cops, and not just the cops, but to be honest with y'all, city council members, you posing like you opposing them for your sound bites, for your social media, for your re-election. This is like Kevin Costner trying to do a British accent. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, like, y'all remember in Black Dynamite the beginning where they had the classically trained Juilliard actor? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, listen, you jive suckers. You jive suckers? <laughs> what? I ain't no snitch. <laughs> I ain't no snitch. Yeah, Fuck out of here. You've been supporting the cops in the pandemic when the MTA was strapped and you supported putting more cops on the MTA. Fuck out of here. We know where you're calling coming from and we know what these little photo opportunity bullshits are. Uh, I also want to call out all these white New Yorkers who waited four hours with us to be able to speak and then did not yield their time to black and brown indigenous New Yorkers. Oh, the irony. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? White people not yielding their time. White people not yielding time. And demanding to speak. (laughs) She got a book deal and a job and she's up for awards and be on panels. But Yes, these and white she's people. in this Zoom meeting taking up space. <laughs> like, there's probably a queue of black and brown people behind her. And she could just yield her time. Oh, why didn't she like, stand still while she was doing this? Because if, if she stands still, we'll know she's white. You got <laughs> to stay in motion. <laughs> no, if she stood still, she'd be in like a B-boy stance. Like, she wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> Posing and y'all opposing and, and and you know come my barrel gentrify. She's gonna start breakdancing in a second while she talks. Y'all wonder if she bothered to learn Spanish. Oh, I doubt it. For her oh, no. story. You know what I mean? Like, you, did you? I wonder if she even like. I, that's probably how people knew they started speaking Spanish. She was just like, huh? <laughs> She just she just smiled and nodded her head a lot. Just <laughs> she just got like a Goya logo on everything. Jessica, <laughs> just La Bombalela. Why would you pick that name? That was that's the ultimate. Right, let's see what else she has to say. I thought 
cops was here to protect us, but I guess they're not. Boy, you think that this sort of like shock and empathy thing is the move. Okay, so a couple of things. You was talking about, Chair, you was talking about moving against the gang database. What's up with that? Because last I checked, that's still operating. Last I checked, that's still up. You talk about us to show up, been shown up in all these neighborhood council meetings, trying to fight gentrification, ain't nothing changed. And then real quick, I want to talk about some of my experiences in the Bronx. Oh, Andy, okay. turn this shit off. Oh, my She's God. She's like a gentrification Trojan horse. <laughs> white, the woman doing the uh, sign language in the corner is just signing. She, this is a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and yeah, over. I think this might be a white woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she oh may be my black. God. It's, it's <laughs> like she didn't even really study black people because, like, one, that's not how we talk. And it's like how we used to talk in 1982. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think she's she's going for she's going for Afro Latina, is yeah, what she's absolutely. going for. But she's not even in the ballpark with it. Not close. <laughs> it's not even no, close. She, she occasionally throws in a word where you're like, okay, she she chose that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she goes right back to sound. Uh, first first of all, City. she did not once say dead ass. How are you <laughs> from that area of New York yeah. and not say dead ass? Fuck out here. And then she took <laughs> she took the G off of certain words. Yeah. But I'm like, that's like the that was like a cassette tape in nineteen eighty-three that when black people was on the taking the G out of everything. Like <laughs> <Right>. so whack. <laughs> So, you know, y'all heard from a few people who were there and thank you much power to all my siblings who were standing up, my black and brown siblings who were standing. Um, y'all know that. what it was, right? She it puts was a lot of ums in. That's a street vernacular type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, she keeps you ramping up the like rhetoric. She's, it's very. Um, he learned it from Black Twitter because he's exactly away everything for free, man. Yeah, this is very. It's, she's using it very uh, performatively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, um, they make this shit so easy to do, man. It's gonna happen again. It's probably some most secret white people <laughs> amongst us right now, just because they make it so easy. You give away everything. I'm trying to wonder what what it is, like you said, what it is that they get out of this, and how they end up getting elevated so quickly. That's what I don't understand. They tried to blame colorism, but like, I don't know, dog. I feel like white people just better at it than us. <laughs> I don't know. They got the glow, bro. They. It's well, like, here's the thing: is like that our if, integrity. If you're a white person, and you're talking like this, that'll you'll get elevated too, though. So true, true. It's like our integrity and the fact that we ain't never had should be holding us back. You know what I mean? Like we always kind of be like, oh, dude, I have imposter syndrome. Are these white people gonna even let me in the room? You know what I'm saying? Like that part, and they, them white people don't got that. They just be like, you colonizer, first of all, you need to let me in here real quick. And let me do it. I'm saying, fuck out of here. You give me this book deal. If I don't win a book award, you racist. Okay, number one. Number two, let's talk about the NYPD. Okay, they're a colonial organization. They, they're related to the victimization of the masses and incarcerating people. Um, and, um, like, also, uh, while I'm here, go Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is my boy. He loves yeah. women like me. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad for them black people she fooled, but oh well. <laughs> Why you feel bad for them? Because they was trying, like, especially the black dudes, because they caught hell. 
but they was trying to help. They was yeah. trying to help a black woman. Right, right. They was doing what the fuck people tell them to do. Dude, yeah, trying to support this, trying to support the dream. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, you know, not even counting all the other countless black women they probably helped as well. But it's yeah. like the one fraud is the, you know, everything on black Twitter turns into like a gender war. So like the one fraud turns into black men's fault as opposed to being like, Damn, she really got over on everybody. It's like she got she got way the fuck over on well, everyone. Everybody, yeah. but she was teaching salsa dancing. Oh, yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, oh. <laughs> there was a video of her teaching people how to salsa dance. It looks it looks strangely like a like a uh, like a square dance. Strangely, it, <laughs> a, it looks like a square dancing. <laughs> it, was very, it was a very short salsa. <laughs> strangely. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all don't see going? What is that? This start playing the salsa music. She's like, all right, now put your left hand in. <laughs> take your left hand out. Okay? That's how we do it back like in the salsa dancing. <laughs> like, that ain't salsa dancing. How we do it in the Bronx, okay? I don't understand why you would choose to be in the lower in the lowest caste system. Well, actually, this I would probably say the second to the lowest caste system being Latino. Afro-Latina, at least that kind of puts you above black. She, I don't understand that. She claims it's from trauma she experienced early in her life. That sounds like Kanye. He's like, I'm, ment- I'm mentally unstable. I'm like, and weirdly, your mental unstableness uh, manifests itself in anti-blackness. Isn't that odd? Well, here's the thing with Kanye. <laughs> you, have the mental, you have the mental problems that manifest itself in anti-blackness. Here's that's weird. That, here's the thing that's different with Kanye than her and why I believe him and not her. Um, I mean, she obviously crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe yeah, yeah. I, Kanye, Kanye himself has never used that as an excuse. Like, like it's always us going, come on, the, the motherfucker. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what it is, because his yeah. it, it's what everybody always said. That's the first thing people say. They're like, well, he's you know, he has mental problems. I'm like, and his mental problems manifest themselves in anti-blackness. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's weird. The, the, so I don't know if he, I don't if he fully understand. Like, I don't fully understand all the levels of bipolar. Um, but I, you know, one of my best friends is, is a bipolar person who's an activist and stuff. Like, yes, yes, yes. You no, know, she talks about it herself when she's had these uh, manic and depressive episodes. She's done things that are so out of character that, um, you know, but she, you know, she's also a grown woman that takes responsibility. She fucking, you know, she medicates herself. She exercises like, you know, but it's a lifelong struggle. Someone like Kanye that, um, you know. Got goes off his meds because he feels like he's not creative enough. He's gonna always have these things, and so it could be because he didn't used to be like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it could be that this is. uh, And also, if you know something about those conditions, a lot of times they hit at that thirtieth, that thirty birthday mark area. So it could be that we're seeing a man who's just unmedicated, out of control, and not capable of of even rationalizing it. Okay. This woman here <laughs> wrote a fucking blog post being like, yeah, it's my trauma and mental health that made me do this shit. That's different to me. Because yeah. then you, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's the difference between me looking at someone and being like, that dude it has not showered and is walking into the middle of traffic. Something's wrong with him. And then it's her running into the middle of traffic and be like, I'm crazy. You can't say nothing. Uh, don't, yeah. don't get too mad. Don't You can't get too mad about this. I'm going to shit on your car real quick. But you can't. This is because I'm crazy. Like, nah, I don't think so. This is the bio in her book, I believe. I'm Jessica looking at Krug it. Jessica is an unrepentant and unreformed child of the hood. 
Mm-hmm. Whether dancing, they? doing research Kansas around the world. like that? Yeah, no, wait, no, black, no black person like that. No, but here's the thing, though. Uh, y'all joke. A lot of black people promoting themselves like that these days. Do they? Mm-hmm. A lot of them woke people. Mm. <laughs> a lot of them That's woke true. people. Look at them books. Look at them book titles. I read them. Oh. A lot of people trying to get on in Twitter. Alpha. I'm a, you know, I'm a black person and uh, I'm a scholar as well. And this is, uh, she but just infiltrated. Yeah, she just infiltrated it, dog. And and I'm not saying those black people are lying. I'm saying she copied them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Mickey Kendall has a book called Hood Feminism. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to right. her talk about it on a on Old Boy's podcast. Right. You think this woman ain't ain't see that and go, well, I think I can make that pop off more as a white woman. I just don't understand why you would pick the lower the lowest cast. Ain't it's not the lowest for you. It's a it's uh it's part of a grift. You're elevating I mean, yourself. It's definitely her it's definitely her grift. It's not even a question. And it's is it the lowest grift. if it's a if it's the lowest if it's a opportunity? Because they see the same thing we see, the void in the market. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to mention in their derangement, shit, you're a comedian. I know you know. How many of these white people think you got it easier than them? Oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, she probably, she probably like damn. We used to hear that shit. We used to hear that shit all the time. It's so easy for black comics, is yeah. it? Right. <laughs> you, you think so? <laughs> I hate when I look at a fucking flyer for a comedy show and it's got three black people on it and shit. It's called you know like how come you don't have any white people on? I'm like every other show has more than one white dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the show that got two black people is like you know the it's black a theme show. Comedy. It's Black like, Folks yeah. Night. Welcome to Jungle Night down at the Chuckle Hut. Chocolate <laughs> Sundays. You know, it's, a, it's a theme night. Like Welcome to s- look at the Sundown Sunday. It's a theme night. <laughs> Been now to plenty of them. I performed on plenty of them, too. So. Now I want a whole skit of Sundown Sunday. That's black comedy, <laughs> but it's got to be over before the sun go down. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got to start wrapping up. That's my time. That's my time. Oh, I got the light. I mean, the light's going away. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> the street lights are on. I got the street lights. Where's everybody from? Uh, not from around these parts. Okay. All right, y'all. Y'all go ahead. get on out of here. Better get to that punchline, nigga. <laughs> What you do for a living? Share. <laughs> oh, I had no jokes about that one. All right, that's my time. That's my time. Welcome to Sundown Sundays. <laughs> All the theme nights. F comedy oh. scram. <laughs> Chopstick, Chopstick, Chopstick Tuesdays. You know, yeah, all the theme nights. Yeah. Ain't no white theme nights. There's plenty of, there's plenty of other theme nights, though. Oh, here she is teaching salsa, by the way. Let me get the volume up. Look like she's right herself. Hey. 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 I mean, I want to, you know, I don't know. That wasn't that bad. That was okay. Man, you weren't good. Fine. You were missing something. You know. like, yeah, look, yeah, she, my wife can dance better than that, though. And you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, that that to me is not, the, you know, I teach salsa dancing. I'm like, is that the, is that the thing? <laughs> first of all, that clip is five seconds. But then two, it wasn't like she should be teaching salsa level. It was like, oh, she's taking a salsa class. Class herself. Yeah. That's what it looked like. <laughs> 
But that's why they better at it than us, man. She took a salsa class. It was like, I can teach this shit. I'm good. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. She didn't put, she didn't put her hours in. It don't look like it. Like, she, <laughs> like, she read James Baldwin and wrote a book. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I read James Baldwin and I talked to Randolph about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I talk to y'all about the books I read. I don't sit down and say, now's the time. <laughs> now's, are, now's the time. They are so good at this shit, man. I got to give them credit. I got I to gotta teach this shit now. <laughs> I, too, hate colonizers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I a, thought about that, man. If somebody was to come to me and be like, you want to talk about this book? I'd be like, I don't think I'm the guy you should be talking to about that. I know maybe this much. You need to talk to somebody who knows a little bit more than me. Like, well, who would you suggest? I have a friend. Uh, you ever heard of Jess Lombabella? <laughs> really I'm about sure that's what happened. That had to have happened at some point. I'm just elevating the voice of black women. And, and uh, she went on and uh, <laughs> the other thing like I she's hate, good. And then she got started getting booked. The other thing I hate, too, though, is that people starting to give like black women superpowers. They'd be like, oh, the dark skinned black women knew she was fake. And we tried to tell you. I was like, I need proof. <laughs> I just need I just need receipts. I need to yeah. see. What did you send? What did you tweet? Because everyone knows now. Like, everyone fucking has a superpower. I always knew. I just need to see how you always knew. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, don't try to blame this on everybody. She got us. She was really right. good. And she got everybody, okay? Yep, she it got you happens. too. She got, she every, got yeah. you too. No one's special. Like, let's not turn this into some fucking diaspora wars. I saw people saying that. Well, you know, the black people that helped her, they, they, they Africans... Get the fuck out of here. Right, she man. got you too, man. She got everybody. She, <laughs> she got, got you everybody. too. <laughs> She's going to win a book award, dog. Now, I think, I think yeah. She, she could have had a better tan, though. She needed to work on a tan. That wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, Dolezal had a little bit of like a bronzer going. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Because they showed her that, that old white, when she was white picture, and she looked really pale. So she must have right. been just slathering on that stuff. <laughs> Hitting the and well, well, she has a whole routine. First, you you put your braids in. That's the first thing. Get your braids <laughs> tightened up, and then you put your bronzers on. I mean, oh, I well. give Dolazal more props because Dolazal learned how to do black women's hair. Oh. She did. She she learned how to do black still, women's hair. I assume doing. she can fry chicken well. What's <laughs> I'm just assuming she can, considering the way she was braiding that hair. So like, <laughs> she still, she, by the way, she's still doing black women's hair. Okay, see. <laughs> she, can cut, like, she can cut up a whole chicken, by the way. She can cut up a chicken and then deep fry. You know how hard that shit is? <laughs> I love how the internet canceled her, but there's so few black stylists in Spokane that black women was like, I mean, she might be canceled, but yeah. <laughs> see you Saturday morning, sis. <laughs> <laughs> you might be canceled, but my plans aren't canceled. We're going to have to braid this, okay? <laughs> Girl, where you going? I'm sliding down to Rachel's house. You going to Rachel's <laughs> house? I mean, you want to see that bitch? Yeah, girl, I got a date tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> she I mean, hair in the, in the kitchen and shit. Right. Uh, let me go see in, what in Kichi up to. <laughs> Get this hair did, girl. I'm not going on no date with this mess. Well, here's what's going to happen with this girl. I, I promise you. She's going to turn around and write a book explaining everything, and it's going to be a bestseller. Yeah. Yeah. Because white people love to forgive and they love to hear the redemption story. Oh, people going to interview her and shit? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird because her hair ain't going to be black no more. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have the racial haircut from Friends. Her hair is going to be blonde now. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No more hoop earrings. 
Cause she could do what she could do her, what uh what Rachel Dolezal couldn't <laughs> because what Rachel Zolzow wouldn't do was stop living the lie. Right, this woman, right. This woman was like, oh no, I'm right now. I'm telling you, that that lie has to become the truth to you. That lie has to be your truth. But this that woman lie is Rachel's already, truth. She already wrote her piece on Medium that was like, oh no, I'm a whole white woman. Right. All right. It's okay if you hate me. Uh, I can't right. myself. So like she's gonna you're, she's gonna do what you said. She gonna show yeah. up with the regular whiteness because Dola's out was still trying to rock like the fake natural, yeah, yeah. And the, the tanner and all. Like she's still doing that today. This woman going back to white. Well, Dola's out was like will be she was raising me. a basically a black child because she adopted her brother. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them. And then she I had think one of them goes to Howard. I think didn't her she mother? Have, his mother's then, alma mater. Didn't she have another child too? I think so. Yeah. A black dude that she, uh, she yes, yes. Like we, she didn't. She won't tell anybody who the father is. Which is yeah, yeah. I guess he, he got to get out of jail free card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should have come out later. Yeah. Here's what's gonna happen with this with this other woman. The question I would have is: once she turns back and becomes white, does she still try to hang in activism for black folks, or does she just go all the way and even give up the activism game? Mm-hmm. And just go back to just it's, it's weird because in her piece she claims to keep and have the same ethics and she goes i never lived a double life like i wasn't white to some people and then black to others like it wasn't like soul man like i was always a black woman presenting to everybody i live my raps but then my thing is if you have the ethics you presented you would be it would make you incapable of doing this Right. right, you wouldn't so be able how to go can you back. say that? How did you get busted? Because the the busting was coming. That's why she. Now, see, she that's what I said. Because so everybody you get caught. Okay, so because uh, I thought she was getting black face mail, right? I was like, okay, yeah. somebody found out. Was like, I'm gonna tell everybody your secret. Yeah. And then, but what happened was, um, a person at her school that was like a junior, whatever prof- professor, or something, figured it out, and then went to two. Uh, Department heads, a black. By the way, well, how real, did he figure it out though? She, she a real she, black. Okay. Well, there's been rumors about it, I guess, and I guess she did the research and figured out her real name and background or her background and said this don't match up, and so she went to these black women, these other women in the department, and so they were about to expose her, and then she wrote that piece on Medium and turned out the comments and confessed. Yeah. Hmm. The I cancel myself piece. Yeah, mm. the it's like the yeah, it's like the eight mile thing. I'm gonna say all the things about right. myself. Yeah, right. so and turn off the comments. Can't. And turn off the comments. And turn off yeah. the comments. You know, as a community, I think you should hold me accountable. But uh, no comments, please. Yeah, no. there was someone who um, tweeted that he matched with her on Tinder a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But he, of course, she deleted her Tinder profile, so he couldn't pull up the messages anymore. But he said she was saying that he wasn't black enough or something right. like that. For matching with her. She's like, this is some real colorism right here, brother. Okay, first of all, you should want a real authentic black woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now watch me dance in salsa. Right. It's like it's like that uh that Chappelle skit where he wants a divorce because his wife's a nigger lover. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's don't... the first that's the first season one, episode one right there. Yeah. Like, you don't really love black women. You match with me on Tinder. You, you, know, you know, black king. <laughs> I hear someone that has some screenshots. Match with Jessica Krug on Tinder in 2018. This is, uh, I think, a white guy. I don't know. 
went on one date. Of course, who knows if this is verifiable? He went on a date. Damn. Yeah. The black dude didn't even get a date. The black dude said, "White dude, you went out with this Latin. You went out with this this Afro Latina. You was hyped like, oh, now you feel rich. Bitch robbed me. She's just another white bitch. (laughs) What's your name again, Jessica? How do you say it? How do you say your name? Bombalera." I got I to uncheck this mark on my resume. <laughs> She's another white bitch. <laughs> I, I got to change my preferences on Tinder. I didn't realize. Right. Um, Jahan Jones, on he's verified on Twitter, said she deleted her Tinder so I can't show you all. But uh, he said he matched with her a couple years back and she went in on me for not caring about black people enough. I'm going I'm to do this. I'll, I'll screen share this one. This guy says... Um, of course he did. Let's see if I can pull it up on, on this computer. This guy has screenshots, but it's hard to tell, obviously, whether it's um, authentic because you can you know, make anything up. Get her in the bed. Why are your nipples pink? Right. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how you can tell Randall. Why are your nipples pink? This is weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll screen share this. Hang on. You must be one of those uh, dark-haired, blonde, vagina hair ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Match with Jessica Krug on Tinder 2018. Never were more racist in my life. Why is Why is Why What's up with his avatar? Is that a black king with a crown? I don't know. It's one of his 37 followers. That's why I'm like, I don't know who is this oh, guy. Yeah, he could. yeah, I don't know if you can believe that. Uh, 37 followers joined June 2018. But look at the um, cover photo. What the fuck? Is that the same guy? Yeah, yeah just no mustache. Yeah. Damn. So who knows? He might be passing. <laughs> so he says... Uh, Never met anyone more racist in my life. Reviews here aren't much different than many artists and musicians I encounter in New York, so it didn't really phase me. In person was a whole other story, though. He's got this four screenshots. She's like, so you know I'm still the same girl with the same politics and personality and all of that that you didn't respond to since February, right? She likes that right. He says, yeah, I ended up meeting someone around then. Didn't last, obviously, LOL. When you say your politics, you mean fuck Trump, right? She goes, no, I mean, fuck all white people. Fuck the police. Fuck the state. Fuck capitalism. Fuck what? Indiehas? Ven did, 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 whatever. Uh, Fuck patriarchy. You can scroll up and read the convo, LOL. I just said that because literally we were talking one day about gentrifiers and cops, and then you ghosted. I mean, I got my spots, but I'm open to any non-gentrifier sports spots and activities. Also cool going to another hood. He says cafe or restaurant with a nice view of the Hudson. She says sounds chill. Chill. She had to uh, do Urban Dictionary to figure that one out. Uh, Assuming it's not a gentrifier spot. He says, ah, there might be white people, but they've always been here. She says, really don't want to deal with them. I'd rather have fun and be able to relax and not hear stupid nasal voices talking about how edgy our hoods are or whatever. Um, he says next few, she says next few weeks are nuts because we have that huge show coming up July 7th for right now. Thursday night is the only night he says, all right, so we'll figure out how to make Thursday happen. She says word. I mean, weekend time may free up, but I don't know for sure right now. So sounds Hmm. good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
This is just two people having a shitty conversation. Yeah, it's just a bad comment. This don't mean nothing. She's just throwing around slang a little bit. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't mean a damn thing. So I don't know what oh, he Oh, okay. Was... So he has a tweet from September. Okay, this, so this is the whole thread. He says, went on a date with an anti-Semite, anti-white racist. Jesus Christ, it was bad. I, th- I thought it was... a Okay, so this is him finding out it was the same girl later. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was all fake. She really hated white people, blah, blah, and it was just fake. Yeah. Yeah. Had a communist tattoo, said she was Marxist, and mm-hmm. she's a college professor. Fuck college. And very light-skinned. <laughs> yeah, very light-skinned. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. some of these stories will come out of people who interacted with her. There's already a lot of people online like saying shit like, oh, she was my neighbor, and she was the worst, but it's, it's not verifiable. Because the kind of person that does something like this is going to stand out in whatever the fuck yeah. they do. So, you know. Yeah. But that's different than everybody thinking she was white. You know what I mean? I always knew. Yeah, sure you did. How long have we been doing this, bro? Uh, we're I think we're over two hours. Because the wife poked her head in. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that would be why. <laughs> All have, right. Uh, we having comments, any feedback? You know what? I was. We were just talking before we came on that we haven't done comments in. We like got a couple. Bring them up real weeks. quick. We can knock so them I'll, off. What I'll do is I'll skip the Patreon comments, but I'll just do the emails because we only got like three of those. Okay. Um, Patreon comments. Uh, you know, we see them on Patreon. Don't worry, we will read them. So, this is a long one. Uh, maybe I'll say this one for next week uh, about plantation visits. From when we were yeah. talking about that before. Save that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, too. I, I skimmed it earlier. We'll have to commit to doing these next week. Uh, infrared Crypto. Hey, 3GO crew, this is Ahmad, a.k.a. Infrared Crypto, and I hope all is well. First off, I would like to thank you again for giving great shows during civil unrest and the pandemic. Additionally, my projects, Crypto, Soul, 1 through 3, are finally out on all streaming services, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal. Hopefully, you will all enjoy them. And I'll send a few tracks I created recently that captures what I've been feeling as of late. As always, I genuinely appreciate you guys for playing my music throughout the years. Thank you so much. Uh, P.S. R.I.P. Chavik, Bozeman, and Cliff Robinson. He sent two tracks. One of them is called Food for Thought, which I think he just posted on Instagram. I saw I was scrolling through. Oh, yeah, um, one is called Our Imagination. I'll close this episode with one of those. We don't have time to hook up to play them. Um, I've been closing with the last batch he sent us that we didn't get to play. I've been closing with those lately. And then we got an email from Mark. Uh, yeah, okay. So, title is last week's podcast. Mark B. Good morning. I was I watched last week's episode where Chris, Rod, and Mike B were on. A lot of great information. Something Rod said caught me off guard. His theory that I hope I restate correctly that was that Stephen A. Smith does what he does for business reasons rather than any true position. In other words, it's all about keeping the audience tuned in to make that money. I had to really think about that. For a while now, I've been thinking that some combination of the money, the recognition, and his advancing age make him a likely candidate for black conservatism. Not the Ben Carson kind, but that pull your pants up, dress for the job you want, don't say too much around the whites, respectability that many men get when they reach a certain age. Or if they were born before a particular year, I say it like that's because I don't know if newer generations of young men will also become like that as they reach whatever age that is. I was inclined to agree with Mike's point that maybe Stephen, uh, maybe Smith adopted such a position following the high-profile exit of Jamel Hill and the stick-to-sports mantra that is now choking ESPN. I would make a lot of it would make a lot of sense were it not for the fact that he's always all over the place with his opinions. Every other video in my YouTube feed is Stephen A reacts to something. 
but he can say one thing on Monday and the opposite by Thursday. But I guess mm -hmm. those videos get views. Mostly Smith seems to be playing to the crowd. It is always way too much of whatever he's supposed to be feeling. Like he knows what the audience came to see. This is similar to JL from a few weeks ago where he didn't want to go along to get along and making the most of his newfound popularity. Looking at the mugging caricature that post-Money Stephen A. appears to be, I get why JL might have, been, might have complicated feelings about that Trump impression. Hopefully, JL can find a way to pivot everyone toward his stand-up, but all the Stephen A's and Steve Harvey's all seem to give similar advice. It got to give the people what they want mentality, but everyone can't be that. For example, ESPN also hires Howard Bryant and Bamani Jones. Perhaps JL can also reach heights without any one-trick pony label, which would be so inappropriate for him. Again, great episode. Got to throw credit to Randolph. He's really becoming great at facilitating these large sessions. Plus, Andy has his own Max Kellerman thing happening. Uh, bringing in his points with ease made that three plus hours go by almost quick. Thanks again. Thank you. Good Thank email, you. Mark. So great, great feedback. And yeah, uh, that's what I think. I think Steve. I believe it. it. I agree with you. Yeah. I have to um, agree with you. Thinking about you it. This week? You. you see him this week. What he said. Yep. And I was like, now he's now he's coming this way now. So <laughs> what, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever only, the situation requires. The only thing I know for sure is that he gonna go try to go viral. That, yeah. Uh, Beyond that, I, I just I'm not investing no more time in yeah politics. The shit don't make no sense. Yeah, you know he's going. Oh, by the way, uh, some boats caught on fire at a Trump uh, boat thing in Lake Havasu in Arizona. <laughs> Is that why Havasu was trending? I saw that. That's I thought it was why. trending. <laughs> they caught fire. But a boat catches fire in Thompson Bay after participating in a Trump parade. It's it don't fail. These these fucking people. If we just left them alone long enough, they might just kill themselves. Right. <laughs> We don't pay no attention to him. <laughs> yeah, Stephen A is all over the place. He's a respectability politics dude. And here's the thing about respectability politics is that it, it, it morphs itself into whatever the situation calls for. That's the whole kind of reasoning behind respectability politics is that you need to do this because this will get you ahead. So if, if this is what needs to be done, now that Black Lives Matter is, is the hot shit, Okay, I'm with that. Now that everybody supports Colin Kaepernick, okay, I support him. You know, he's he's conservative in the in the black way, like yeah. not, the, not the Republican make America great again conservative. He's conservative in the like, now boy, you need to cut that hair off if you want to get a that, job. That Booker you know? T. Washington way, yeah, that kind of way. Like, yeah. it's, it's, like I I have a little bit more of a soft spot than that for that than like a Ben Carson conservative, but end of the day i mean it's still some shit i don't believe in you know right right well i think there's just an agility to that like the mental agility to be able to find the path how can i get around this problem mm -hmm. and get under this problem and arrive at my conclusion That's black life though <laughs> right well you see a lot with like i mean the let's say let's say tucker carlson or sean hannity or whatever like they Every time a story hits the news, you know they're like, okay, how can I find, how can I navigate this and stay on my message? And the, the funny thing was last night, Friday night, this is the day that the Trump loser story about the military suckers and losers came out. Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson actually just played reruns. They didn't even have a guest host, wow. which is extremely rare. So mm -hmm. it's like the one time they couldn't figure out how to get around this like long weekend coming up, let's just take the day off and come back in four days. Wow. But in general, it's, it's kind of the, the most impressive thing. A lot of these people have is the ability to sort of figure out how to make a convincing for their argument, uh, for their audience argument and articulate that 
while, you know, going around through this minefield of shit that you could say that would blow up your argument, mm-hmm. which is most shit you could say and your, your, whoever your foil is, is saying. Mm-hmm. And Stephen A has that talent. I mean, he's very good at figuring out how to get through that shit. And at the end, sticking the landing. Because um, yeah, the other thing that he has that is hard for other people to translate is uh, there's an entertainment level to it that some of the people I like more than him don't have the gift of being as entertaining as him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I look at it like, like how, you know, when I hear y'all break down like Chappelle stand up, mm-hmm. y'all like, it doesn't go into, do I agree with him or not? It's like, okay, did you see the thing? Like y'all will bring up shit that I'm not, I'm like, Oh damn, he did do that. Like, Oh, you see when he slapped the knee and he ran away, like from the joke. Oh yeah. He was, he was laying on that. Oh, uh, and then how he lit the cigarette and mm-hmm. you know, was, was like, he used the timing of that to like, kind of like get the control of the audience and shit and i'm just like oh they're looking at this technical level i yeah i'm not i'm not equipped to understand necessarily but that's how i look at Stephen a i don't i don't really care about his opinion you a dude that don't have nothing to do with what the fuck right. i think there's a there's people whose opinions i respect and i'll go to them for that shit and then there's people like Stephen a where i'm just like fuck maybe i could learn something from that yeah yeah i could see that yeah he's just a, a really good broadcaster right he yeah. has a knack for doing that broadcasting thing and he uses here, he uses his powers steve for zabin evil like that <laughs> who, what steve zabin is like that on the radio here i can give a fuck what he has to say it's DC bullshit. Guy. Yeah. but he's really good he's really good on the radio talking really good communicator right you know especially those people that are good like because the thing like everyone knows the controversial shit steve and i said i'm talking about like There'll be some stupid shit like, should LeBron James uh, g- get his hair cut or not? And he'll make that interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That's not that interesting. And he'll argue it with the same intensity as Black Lives Matter. Like, it's right. that, yeah. that dude's a beast. And he always has like, a, a, or not always, but a lot of times he'll have like a pretty strong analogy and he'll be able to cite something historically from 10 years ago that another player did and he's able right. to recall that and so that's where the skill is the other stuff is him be, and the thing is like it don't even have to be um an opinion you would disagree with right. it could be the same opinion we all have but he'll find a way to be like look i'm just saying if the brother want to cut his hair you know he should be able to do that you yeah. know but if he doesn't <laughs> want to cut his hair no one should make him cut his hair yep, okay exactly we're talking about a black now. man here in america <laughs> Okay, so you can't just tell a black man to cut his hair. Um, uh, you gotta be crazy out here, Mac. And I'm just like, this motherfucker is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't care about none of this shit. <laughs> yeah, who gives a fuck if LeBron cuts his hair? But he said it eloquently. Yeah, I never knew I wanted to hear a conversation about LeBron's hair, but apparently this is the best conversation I've ever heard. LeBron's hair. Everybody on ESPN gonna talk about his hair that day, but only Steve yeah. on viral. Yeah. Uh, for the right. rest of the day. Let's bring this home, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's bring this home. We need to thank Rod for coming in with us today. He came off the bench for us. We want to thank Elton. As always, Elton hung in, spent a whole day with us. Uh, we appreciate you guys as always. And uh, thank you, uh, freeloaders. Y'all actually got a little bit more than I was prepared to give y'all, but hey. But they didn't get I mean, last week we only did one episode. Freeloaders heard it, but, you know, this yeah. is like but now y'all got y'all's making own up for shit. lost time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anybody got anything you want to say to him before we wrap this? Uh, uh, no, no. 
Well, well y'all know where y'all can find Rod. Y'all can find Rod on the Blackout Tips podcast daily. Get at it. It's great. Oh, check out uh check out Fatal Attraction um on TV One. Andy, this is specifically for you. Okay. okay. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Out, be sure to check out Rod's oh, breakdown. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For my man, I'm sorry. I said Fatal Attraction. I meant for my man. Rand, if Andy, if you like I, if you like Discovery Channel. ID. This okay. shit right here is it's that crack, dog. I can't stop watching it. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randolph. I'm sorry. Also, be sure to check out Rod and Karen's breakdown of Lovecraft Country. Those are great. Be sure to Thank check you, those man. out. Uh, yeah. If you ain't watching Lovecraft Country, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, pop, check pop. out uh, the Mind of Dom podcast. Uh, me and Dominic record about once a week, and it comes out about once a week. <laughs> yeah, once a week. Okay. And I've been on a couple talking to NBA with him. I haven't been on any with Rand, uh, Andy yet, but uh, yeah. me and my friend Justin have come on there and talked to NBA with Dom a couple times. It's been a very fun time. Yeah, he seems to be moving toward a StreamYard live stream model, um, although it keeps changing, so it's still kind of coming to focus what that podcast is. <laughs> but it is. It does exist. You'll find it. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's, he's had I, some I glitches. Go, I, got a podcast I was going to say, Elton has a, where I was going to say that to the end. Elton, plug your podcast. Oh, yeah, I got a podcast, The Ramblings of a Cable Guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Spotify, uh, Apple, and that schedule. Uh, Stitcher. 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 Yeah. The the ramblings of a cable guy. Exactly. Are you still recording with your girl? Or are you still with her? No, we're not together no more. Oh. Okay. This is the one with the messed up leg, or? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get. Let's not go down this road again. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's my fault. My fault. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think we got everything. Yeah, we'll hear your story about the girl next time, Elton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. them, them stories are always there to be told. <laughs> they will be. All right. Uh, Rod, you go last. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Elton Howard Jr. And I'm Rod Morrow. And we've been four guys, y'all. And we are out. <laughs>